Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face, episode 313 on Sifted Games at sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, your host for the next couple hours of intense game discussion, and alongside me to do that is Matthew Kyle. What's up, Matt? I just learned something from the rundown. What'd you learn? That QuakeCon happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it says in the rundown. QuakeCon happened? Yeah. But like, I was like, D- it did? <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of these little smaller conventions that are going off, they're just... But imagine a time when you were calling QuakeCon a smaller convention. Yeah. It used to be like a big deal. Yeah, I mean, they used to break some pretty big news at QuakeCon yeah. every year. I mean, at least if you were into shooters, it was kind of a big deal. I mean... It... I do wonder now with the acquisition... If oh yeah, what it's going to be like now for QuakeCon? Yeah, does Microsoft want to continue that? Will it be just sort of a fan event now? I think they'll keep doing it. I but think so. like, you're not I just wonder if they're going to allow them it. to break big news at QuakeCon the way they used to. They'll probably just save one thing, and like, I don't know. Yeah, like Carmack. It's not one last thing. It's just one thing. Yeah, just one thing. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you guys are doing great. Hope you're having a good week. Uh, Game Face is here. I, I want to say first of all, I'm sorry. I did say last week that Matt and I were going to be here on Tuesday, and we were going to try to figure out a way to roll out of Keeley's big Gamescom event into Game Face. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that was a terrible idea, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there was really no way that it was going to work. Um, I, I brainstormed it for days, and I was like, there's really no good way to pull people away from what should be the finale of Keeley's show. People are waiting for like the last few things that are supposed to be the big things or whatever. I just it, We realized it was a terrible idea, so we have bumped it to Wednesday. We'll be, we'll be back on Tuesday next week, I promise, and I'm not fibbing this time. Uh, but I, w- I do think it's going to make the show better because now we can talk about Everything that Keeley showed in opening night live at Gamescom 2022, the day after it happened. And we would have had to wait a whole week. And by then, would you guys have cared? Maybe. We do have a great show for you guys today. We're going to lead things off talking about Gamescom and everything that went down yesterday. We also have a big game to talk about. Finally, Matt. Hmm. Finally, we have a big game to talk about. We're going to talk about Saints Row today. Matt and I have both been playing the living tar out of it. Um, we're going to talk about Madden, NFL 23. I've been playing a ton of that. And we're going to talk about yet another indie game that I think has a chance to be indie game of the year. Really, really good game. Really original, um, unlike anything I've played before. So we have a great show for you guys. Hope you guys are excited for it. Um, a couple housekeeping things before we get going. Um, I just pushed the button on... New Dimension, 2D to 3D, Sonic the Hedgehog for YouTube. It just went up right now. So while I have all you guys captive, if you could head over to youtube.com slash games and give that video a like and maybe type in a quick comment. Uh, maybe you've already watched it. You wa- you're a patron or you're a subscriber and you watched the episode already. Um, if you have and you really liked the episode or even if you didn't, it'd be great if you could leave a comment and at least leave a like so we can get the show kick-started as far as the YouTube algorithm is concerned. Um, so this is the third episode of New Dimension. We did Mario first. Then we did Kirby. That turned out to be a gigantic mistake. Um, we, we, when we first started setting up the episodes, we, one, we thought we were going to get them done more quickly than we did. So the, pl- the idea was we'll get Kirby out just as the brand new Kirby game for Switch comes out. Mm. And then the episode ended up getting delayed by weeks and weeks, and it kind of lost that whole synergy part of it. And Kirby isn't all that popular to begin with. So our second episode did not do great. Although you should watch it. I believe it's really good. And if you're a Kirby fan, I think it's required viewing. Uh, But now we're back to something I think people are a lot more interested in. The transition for Sonic the Hedgehog from 2D 
to 3D. Into Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Forces. We go through a lot of the 3D installments for Sonic. So anyway, if you could head over there, again, youtube.com slash games. It should be the top video in our video list right now because I literally just published it five minutes ago. Um, if you could give it a like and a quick comment, that would be awesome. Hopefully it'll give us a chance to break through that YouTube algorithm, which we are always seem to be butting our heads up against and we can never win. It seems like, unfortunately, uh, Matt, how was your week in general? It's all right. Um, played some games, did some stuff. Um, what kind of stuff? Any fun stuff? I'm trying to remember. I think I then think, it must not have been, <laughs> I guess, played some board game stuff. Yeah. So. Um, do you have people over to do that? Yeah. God, I can't. I know I was busy on like Thursday, Friday. I can't remember what I did. Now that must have been real good. Um, yeah. It was good stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, I am. <laughs> so last week when I came here to do the show with Matt, Matt, I came into Matt's house and Matt was limping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap, Matt, I'm limping too. Just out of nowhere, this is getting old, people. Just out of nowhere, my left foot has just been killing me for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And finally, yesterday, it started feeling better. And it still hurts a little bit today, but I'm finally over the hump. Like, Yeah, mine was feeling better by the weekend. Although now today, my my big toe hurts. Oh, really? Yeah, like <laughs> the other side This is what you have to look now. forward to when you get to our age. Stuff just happens. There's no, there was, I had no I injury. I didn't do anything to it, I don't think. No, I had no injury. I just yeah. woke up one day and my left foot hurt. It's so weird. I hate it. I've been trying desperately to get in shape. Like I got a bike and then I had a bunch of issues when I first got my bike. Now, then I was able to ride that consistently and then my foot hurts. And now I haven't been able to do that for two weeks because of my foot. It just, it sucks. It really, really sucks. So anyway, you have that to look forward to as you get to Matt and I's age. Things just start to hurt for no freaking reason. Mm-hmm. It's really bizarre. Uh, let's see. Before we get going here, let's check out your chat or our chat to see what you guys are up to and see if we got any uh, Twitch Prime in here today. Um, and Vincent says QuakeCon was digital this year. It was, yeah. There wasn't an in-person event still, but it did happen and there was like, it was like it did not happen. Um, Swanlin says, nice pick on the sparkling ice, Matt. I love those beverages. I've They're never good. tried one of those. They're good. What are they exactly, Matt? They're like zero calorie, like flavored water, sparkling water. hold it up water. to the camera there so people can see it? Like sp- sparkling water stuff. So it's, um, but the thing I we're like not about, sponsored, by the way. No, the thing I like it. about these is that um, you know, like like Lacroix and things like that are sort of like here's sparkling water that was once near a strawberry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like this hits you in the mouth with the taste. Oh, really? Like, this is very strong taste. Okay, um, it's like drinking soda basically, but without the sugar. The fact that someone in chat noticed it yeah. and was like, "I love oh, it people, too." People, know, people who know the real ones sign. know. Yeah, uh, the cherry limeade is no joke. That's a good, really good flavor. Yep. Uh, get up, kid. One, two, eight, four. Thank you for Twitch Prime. That is awesome. Um, let's see. Manicore. Thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Vincent also put a link to the episode of New Dimension in our chat, so you guys can go straight over there and give us a like and a comment. AJ the Legend Watson dishing out the tier one subs to people in our chat. A reason why you should always show up for our live streams at twitchtv games. Um, very gooster. Love to feel shame eating this cupcake while Shane talks about getting in shape. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy part for me, Matt, is like I don't eat anything. I literally eat like 1,600 calories a day. I eat like hardly any sweets ever. I don't, I drink diet Gatorade. I'm drinking Gatorade Zero right here. I drink Coke Zero. I literally eat the bare minimum of calories, but I am so sedentary that it doesn't matter. 
Like, I feel like I could probably get by on like a thousand calories a day. That's where my metabolism is at at this point. So it's not like an eating thing for me at all. Uh, I never eat cupcakes. It's really bizarre. Uh, <laughs> not Cirque. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Again, it's just getting old. Your metabolism just mm. grinds to a freaking halt. I was skinny as a rail. In fact, in my 20s, I was eating like these weight gain shakes. Because I was so skinny, people would see me and they're like, are you okay? Yeah. I was that way yeah. my whole life. Even when I played football, yeah. I was like a skinny guy. Yeah, I was like that in high school and college. Like, you see old pictures of me and it's just like, are you all right? Like, yeah. And then I turned 30 and it literally like a switch just flipped. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, no, no. You can't live life the way you've lived your life the whole mm-hmm. rest. And I've had to change, unfortunately. But again, just a lot to look forward to when you get up to the age that Matt and I are at. Um Next level says Coke Zero is bad for you, LOL. I hear that all the time. Oh, the aspartame or whatever they put in these drinks are actually worse for you. And people have said that, like, if you drink diet drinks or whatever, that it actually makes your body absorb, like, more calories and fat from the food that you eat. None of that has been proven, by the way. Most most of that is because, like, if people do the thing where they, oh, I'm drinking diet, whatever, so I can eat more of this thing. That's what happens. People who gain weight after they start drinking diet soda or diet drinks, that's what happens. You're like, oh, here's an extra 200 calories that I can now eat because I'm not drinking it. And that's what happens. There's yeah. no scientific evidence whatsoever that drinking yeah. diet, whatever, is bad for you. And no. the aspartame thing is a weird study from, like, 1985 right. that jammed, like, 100 cans of aspir- cans worth of aspartame a day into rats. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, yeah, that was bad Yeah, that's probably going to kill out. them. You do that much of anything, it's going to kill you. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I've already looked into that stuff. If I was going to keep drinking diet drinks, I was going to look into it, and yeah. I have. And there's no real studies. Honestly, the caffeine is probably more of a concern. It really. probably is. Yeah, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to stop caffeine. I just don't think I'll be able to. We'll see. Maybe someday. Um, yeah, okay, I think that's it. I think that's all for our the housekeeping that we have for today. Uh, again, don't forget to head over to our YouTube channel and give New Dimension a like and share it too, actually. Go on your Twitter feed and share it and say, this is a cool show. There's no other show like this, guaranteed. Um, and that is the facts, Jack. Uh, and with that, I think it's time to get on with Game Face episode 313. We're going to start things off, as I said, with Jeff Keighley's big pre-Gamescom show, opening night live. Matt, what were your general impressions of yesterday's show um hmm Mm. yeah like there's some cool stuff and a lot of stuff that felt like placeholder and then kojima announced a podcast (laughs) and then there was a pokemon car yeah and i started flipping between tabs at that point started drifting away yeah there was a couple things in there that i don't know if it screamed desperation or if it screamed sponsorship Mm -hmm. the pokemon a little bit of both mini cooper definitely seemed a little commercially oh and the awards were awful yeah how they just jammed the awards in there it was so hard to figure out and this is endemic to these types of shows in general matt when the show ended and the commercial started because mm-hmm. like here's a world premiere here's my question i mean that's just a jeff keely it, it is like how does he convince publishers to pay for placement in the commercial breaks but then gives other games a free pass in the show proper like there was the one we're not going to talk about every game that he showed because there was a lot that was just let's be honest filler there was like a theme park simulation game how did that get into the show for free 
while some of the other games that were commercials were way bigger and way more important. I think because the that game is free is new, whereas most of the games in the commercials are for sale now. Yeah, like they're they're in the middle of their marketing phase. I don't you don't see a lot of games in the main show that are like out DLC now. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. You're right though. A lot of the commercials were for like DLC for popular yeah. games, but I would argue that like. We're going to talk about it in a minute, but like Destiny 2 Lightfall, I would argue that that makes more sense being in the actual show than that goofy indie theme park simulator. Somewhat, but at the same time, like if they're willing to pay him, he's going to take their money. Yeah, yeah. It's so. just the line is so blurry with these things now with Jeff's like productions because there's no indicator that like now we're going to commercials. Yeah. It's like one of the world I mean, premieres will end and then just... Right. I mean, that's been true for years, though. Yeah. Like, that's the, the Game Awards have always been. I feel like it got really blurry yesterday. Because the um, other part, too, is like... I think it was only blurry because we aren't fully used to the uh, ins and outs of this show. Whereas, like, Game Awards, we know what, you know, kind of the format. Yeah. And so when that's over and the commercial starts, it's pretty obvious to us. But it's the same format he uses for, for Game game Awards, really. Well, what was really confusing for me was when they would come back from the commercials, and this is a lot of times how I knew it was a commercial, people would be clapping when they came back from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd be cheering the commercial. And I was like, that's what kind of started, like, bending the lines for me. I'm like, is there somebody at, in the venue, like, holding up the applause sign? Yeah, of like, there is. <laughs> Like that's like, always, and a lot of those people are probably hired to be there. Oh yeah, you know, just like we've always had. Yeah. Although I would think a lot of people, it's, this is the first in-person yeah. big gaming press event. But you always for a long time. But you always, you know, stack the deck on the front rows sure. of these things. Yeah. Usually, like enthusiastic you know, people. Yeah, you up want front. at the very least. Yeah, you pull out the most <laughs> drunk, excited people to be in the front rows. I, I've had some clashes in the past over that. Like there was one year at the PlayStation press conference at E3. I ended up in, like, the second or the third row. I was sitting next to, like, a couple, two people from game trailers. And behind us, we had plants. Mm-hmm. Like, huge Sony fanboys that were just, like, losing their minds over everything to the point where it was, like, distracting and keeping me from being able to hear, like, what was happening next. They'd be, like, cheering and yelling. And, like, I don't want to be, like, Debbie Downer. Like, don't cheer on this stuff. But it was, like... I was there to, like, do my job, and, like, I couldn't hear what they were saying on stage to take notes, so I was, like, ready to, like, direct my talent mm. afterwards on what they should be. Anyway, it annoyed the living crap out of me being around those people at a press conference. And from that point forward, I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave, like, the first six rows of these things for the fans, and I'll just sit a little farther back so I can actually, like, do my job a little better. But that was a learning experience for me. But production-wise, I thought it was fine. Not a lot of downtime, not a lot of BS. Like, basically, he's just talking. Does he even need to be there anymore? No, but he will always be there. He will always be there. But does he need to be there? No. Not really. And then, like, he, sometimes they'd bring people up for interviews, and, like, the people wouldn't say anything, and it's like, why? You knew what they were, they were or were not going to say. Mm-hmm. Why bring them up if you know they're not going to give you any more information? And we'll get to a game very very soon here that that was the case. And it actually presented some problems for the game's developers today because of what happened on the show. Um, overall, though, I mean, it's just, it's a formula. It serves its purpose. I got to see a bunch of trailers for a bunch of new stuff. Like, as far as that's concerned, I'm fine with it. Why are you checking the chat? Are people going off? No. Oh. I was talking about it was getting choppy. Oh, our stream is choppy, they're saying? Yeah. Interesting. But some people now Cinetike saying no, not for me. Okay, so that means someone else's internet connection mm-hmm. is a problem. Um, all right, well let's start getting into these games because there is a lot and we have a lot to get to. Um, and I will say that I, for the most part, 
We're going to talk about the games in order as far as my level of excitement, or at least I believe the level of interest from the general game player. Um, first up, the return of Dead Island 2, Matt. Oh, you think people care about this? <laughs> Do they not? I think it's been too long. I don't think any of this, any of this matters. It's been... This game has what been... What a boring... <laughs> trailer and gameplay thing like the, just... the sad part is that the trailers for this franchise not just this this game this franchise in general have been great traditionally yeah like the the original two have, like, were like the, some of the best video the game trailers with ever the reverse stuff and the second one with a guy jogging and turning into the zombie like which was uh eight years ago yeah um yeah those are those are good this one this was just sort of very stand i wasn't sure what it was at first yeah like you know, I knew like the other th- I waited a long time for, and like the only other thing that I, I, occurred to me was GTA, but it didn't look good enough to be right. a, a Rockstar game. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't know. And and look, like I'm somewhat interested to see how they portray Hollywood in this because like, yeah. I'm always interested to see like what LA looks like in a game. Yep. But like, I don't know, man. Like, in a post uh, Dying Light world, does anyone need this? Well, here's the thing, too. So information is that like they had talked shown the press the game like a month ago and so the press had previews ready to roll as soon as they showed this trailer in keely sing and we have a lot of information about it uh the game has now been in development matt for 10 years Mm -hmm. and this is its third developer yeah i'm gonna say they started over a few times They, they did so the new developer just completely started over from scratch starting in 2018 so mm. the new developer is actually like honestly this is just like a normal game development cycle for us yeah. they started in 2018 it's coming out in 2022 or 2023 so it's like a four-year development cycle for a game which is typical for them but we've been th- waiting for this game for a decade at this point yeah. I played this game long, long ago. A very, very early version of it. We have some B-roll of Barely that early functional. version, actually. <laughs> yeah. I bet you don't. I bet you don't have a version of the the thing I played. Oh, really? It was v- the earliest thing I've ever played of a of a game. Was it from 2015? No, it's from 2014. Oh, okay. I do have B-roll the, of a version from 2015 on here. It had a bunch of different cities in it and stuff. Yeah. It, but like most of it was not, and it was just flat shaded everything. Yeah. Um, well, it is a first-person action RPG that includes six playable characters. There is three-player online co-op, which isn't bad. Um, the, the plot of the game is kind of weird, though, because the original was four. So. Right? Yeah, you'd think they'd be able to squeeze at least four in. Um, the plot of the game is that you're infected with the zombie virus or whatever, but it hasn't overtaken you, and you can actually channel your zombie powers and use them in what's called rage mode. Um, you also have skills that you earn throughout the game. They're presented as a deck of cards that can be swapped around at will once they've all once they've been unlocked. Um, in a free form, this is the way they describe it: in a free form loadout interface. Um, each of the six characters has a signature attack. You pull those off uh, pressing both shoulder buttons at once. Um, there are varied weapons, crazy melee weapons, and an extensive crafting system so like you're gonna find like parts like barbed wire and a baseball bat and then put them t- the two together and you have a barbed wire wrapped the baseball bat that type of thing i uh, will see how deep that system goes there are some guns but they're intentionally overpowered to convince you to use the melee and the in the weapon crafting um they have what's called a procedural gore system to let you get creative when you're chopping up the zombies and i would argue that like in the media and the trailers they've released for this in the last 24 hours that holds up <laughs> the gore yeah. of this is like kind of next level honestly i don't understand because they they blurred a couple of kills in the in the 
trailer in the show, mm-hmm. and then I saw the unten- like I didn't see why you know those why. were specifically different. It's Germany. Um, Germany's laws. But there's tons and rules. of other there's tons of other kills in the trailer that are <laughs> just know, as it's so arbitrary. I'm sure that was part of it though. Is that yeah, Germany's probably. very sensitive to that stuff, and they will they will ban games if they think they're too gory. So they probably just didn't want to tempt fate, is my guess. But as you can see from these trailer, the gore in this is like next level insane. It does not pull any punches at all. Um, and let's see. They're saying that this, they're going to send zombies after you in smaller numbers, but each zombie is far more deadly. Um, they said they wanted to make each interaction matter instead of the game just becoming one insane skirmish, killing a million zombies after another. They want and, you to remember and each. that is, in fact, what it will be. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. People. Now, here's the real twist, Matt. The game is not open world. Yeah, it is linear, and they're basically just separate stages that you load into and mm-hmm. finish. And so far, they've shared that there's a Venice stage, a Santa Monica stage, a Beverly Hills stage, and a Bel Air stage. They haven't talked about Hollywood yet, but that seems like I a mean, no-brainer. he's in front of the Chinese right. theater, so yeah, seems clearly. like a no-brainer. Um, I figured that was probably what they're doing because a lot of those the places they were showing are too far apart to be contiguous. Yep. Now, to your point, Matt. Can a game like this compete with, like, Dying Light 2? A game that's completely open world and freeform and... Yeah, the freeform of Dying Light is really the, the key there to me. Because, like, you, if you're just running around killing... The, you know, like, because Dying Light adds so much stuff with the the wingsuits and the parachutes and the driving and the the buggy sections and the and the grappling hook. And, the, I mean, there's so much so many different ways to get around things. The parkour, like, you know, I don't see a lot of that here. Yeah. I just see walk up hit thing yeah you know pretty like, much that's the way it appears it they, i mean it's a throwback and it is odd that they started making this in 2018 i could understand if this was a project that's gone on for 10 years and they struggled to be like well we can't mm. really just flip the switch and make it open world because also don't forget how much dead island there was there was right. one and then there was the what was the spinoff called riptide or riptide, something yeah. yeah and then there was a couple it was like the weird side-scrolling thing and the adventure game and like it, they, they did like a whole thing for a while yeah in like 2014 2015 and then like and then this never came out yeah that was the end of it yep um <laughs> it's really gory this footage why would you do that in the place you live like it doesn't... I, I know <laughs> and the batteries in the remote i mean this whole trailer is just yeah. absurd why is there still television being right broke? exactly a lot of, like, i have a lot of questions <laughs> this whole trailer just makes no sense whatsoever uh, they definitely did not live up to the pedigree of prior no. trailers for this franchise, unfortunately. Although, to be fair, the first game didn't live up to its own trailer. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, and the crazy part is it's coming out February 3rd, 2023 for every platform. They, they're also releasing it for, like, PS4 and Xbox One. It's coming out for mm-hmm. pretty much So it's much not every- even going to have, like, advanced shit that makes it, you know, at least, like, technologically interesting. It's all going to be... yeah. Just what we thought, but yeah. just slightly prettier on the new systems. Yeah, I mean, that, that. this game in general just it's ended up being kind of exactly what we thought it was going to be 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had all this time to make it a modern game, and they haven't. How do you feel about that? Or Do you think there's a, there's a market for more simplified, straightforward, linear games? I don't know. Like, do you have interest in still playing those game, those types of games? Yeah, but it depends on what they are, who's making them, and what the theme is. And I can't possibly express to you how much I'm over the zombie thing. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm a, I've been a huge fan of zombie films, zombie whatever, for a long time. And I'm right there with you, Matt. I am burnout. Mm-hmm. Like, I've even stopped now watching all of the Walking Dead shows. 
That's a big deal for me, Matt. I yeah. stuck around way after everybody you're, else. You're had one bailed. of the last. Se- seriously, and I now just finally got to the point where I stopped watching them all. Like the final I'm season. Surprised A and E doesn't just call you specifically to ask what should happen next. <laughs> exactly. They're like, you're that one guy who's still watching. What do you want us to do? Yeah. <laughs> so I I do feel like there is zombie fatigue. Yeah. I do wonder if a more straightforward approach. Oh gosh, a more straightforward approach might be more successful though. After Maybe. I just I what else is left to say? Yeah. You know, like or what's do. what's going to be interesting? Am I going to sit through this story stuff and care? You know, is there some creative way of killing a zombie I haven't done yet? I really have a hard time believing that. Like, yeah. the gore's nice, but it's like, and? You need more. I've, yeah. I've seen that. If Once you see that five times, now what do you do for the next 20 hours? Yeah. You know? See it again and again yeah. and again. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's Dead Island 2. Again, it's coming February 3rd, a couple days before my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Mm. Um, and it is coming to all platforms. It has been in development for a long time, and it does look like a throwback to the very early kind of like pseudo open world games where they tried to make it seem open world because the reports have said that there are some areas in the game that are big enough that while you're playing it gives you the illusion that it's an open world game kind of like how god of war 2018 was i guess yeah or the witcher yeah especially witcher 2 yeah um, but it that's is a game fine that's... like i don't care really about the true open world right. or not but like yeah I don't know. Like, eh. <laughs> Johnny Hurricane says, can't be as bad as the Resident Evil Netflix series. Well, very few things are. I didn't even make it through the first episode of that, Oh, so you the missed the best line in the whole series. I did, apparently. It's you. You're the evil resident. <laughs> that is a literal line from near the end of the series. They thought they were clever on that one. Yeah. Um, Swanland, Harry Potter comes out next week. Yeah, that'll, that'll bury it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what Harry Potter? Hogwarts Legacy comes out next week the week after this oh the week after this I thought he was talking about like a week from no. today I'm like what I'm like did I miss something because we're about to talk about Hogwarts Legacy I mean that whole February is jammed already and the whole Q1 is gonna it, be th- like that, that game is probably stuff gonna has get to so lost in the shuffle it's ridiculous yeah, stuff has to drop out of Q1 it's too much yeah it makes no sense you're just gonna cut just off gonna your cannibalize everything yeah, it makes no sense uh, so anyway, there you go. That's Dead Island 2. Finally, back from the dead. A video game zombie zombie. Uh, next up, a game called Everywhere. And I keep calling this Everything. Mm. <laughs> I keep getting the two mixed up. That was another game. Yeah. That yeah, was, it is, actually. Yeah, that was the one with the, all the, the like the blocky graphics and the rolling pandas. Yep. And, the, <laughs> and the philosopher guy talking Which the whole time. Which we both liked quite a bit, no, actually. I, yeah, I like that one. Yep. Well, this is the new game from Leslie Benzies, who is one of the three figureheads, I would argue, that created Grand Theft Auto and made Grand Theft Auto what it really is. He left Rockstar five or six years ago now, mm-hmm. and it was not under the greatest of circumstances. He was kind of... It was a little dirty how he ended up leaving there. Feels like nobody leaves Rockstar clean. Yeah, it just, you're right, it does kind of feel that way. Um, but he left and he immediately started working on a brand new game with a brand new team, and it is called Everywhere. It's now been in development for over five years itself, and it's coming in 2023. According to Benzies, um, the game will seamlessly blend, and this, this is so hard to even follow, will seamlessly blend gameplay, adventure, creativity, and discovery in an all-new multi-world gaming experience that redefines how players connect with one another and the digital world around them. Our in- <laughs> this is insane. Our intent has always been to push the boundaries of what a video game can be while still delivering an innovative player-first experience. 
The team we've built and the partners we've made since our founding are coalescing around the unique vision we're bringing to life. It's exciting to be a part of, and we can't wait to reveal more about everywhere in the coming months. So they show this trailer, and it's literally like 40 seconds long. And then they send someone out on stage who says absolutely nothing. This is what I was talking about earlier when I was saying Keeley took the time to bring some people out on stage who did and said nothing. Uh-huh. And so if you know they're going to say Island nothing. is really the only thing about that it paid off because she's like, oh, you want to see gameplay now? Okay, right. we'll do that. So he was like, okay, at least that led to something. Yeah. This was pointless. Like the guy came out on stage and said the same crap that I just read you. Uh-huh. It basically gave no information at all. Um I, I mean, you're you're dealing these shows that Jeff does are just ambulatory press releases. Yeah. I mean, we know that. It's, yep. So I went back and looked at the developer doc and just pulled the quotes from the people who are actually working on this game. And here's some things that they said: um, It's an open world that can be built out in every direction. What does it mean to represent yourself digitally? We're going to create a whole new world for the next generation of gamers. Not just a place to play games, but to watch, share, create. Hang out with your friends and so much more. Players can make their own experiences, be who they want to be, and tell their own stories. Um, <laughs> what does this mean to you, Matt, if anything? Sounds like PlayStation Home. Exactly, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That, all that says to me is you don't have an actual focus for this game. Well, if you look at this teaser, it starts out with this kind of cartoony, almost cel-shaded world, and then it cuts to this, like this realistic stuff, which makes me believe it's there's some kind of a duality to it, like Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I think it's a multiverse thing. Yeah, for sure. But how many how can how many worlds can you put in a game, Matt? Like we kind of saw that with Eternal Darkness back in the day. They had what five or six different time periods, something like that. Uh, I think it was six. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a little... A lot of it centered around the same three locations, really. Yeah, in different time periods. Yeah. Um, like there was the mansion and the temple and the dig site. Yeah. And maybe one other. Yeah. And that got a little, I don't know, <laughs> convoluted to follow. How many can you really put into one game? I don't know. It sounds like they're doing like player creation stuff, so maybe as many as you have servers, really. Does it sound like it's like Roblox for adults? Maybe. That's what it kind of feels like to me. It like, definitely feels like there's a building thing to it somehow. Yes, that's a, create, a creation element for users, for sure. And so... I don't know, every time a game says something like, oh, you can do whatever you want, I start to side-eye it. Because it's yeah. like, okay, what if there's nothing I want to do? What if I want you to have give me something to do? Yep. And they went on to say, players will play a big part of this in this. It's not going to just be our game. There's something in it that that will appeal to you no matter what you like to do. And then... Late last night, early today, some people discovered some job listings on the developer's website for blockchain. And mm. immediately, it sent up the red flags. People are like, oh my gosh, no. Is this game going to be loaded with NFTs yeah. and cryptocurrency and all that kind of stuff? And it, the, they had to issue a statement today. And this is all their fault because they showed the game yesterday and tried to be mysterious. Mm-hmm. And it just ended up backfiring. So they released a statement today that reads, um, these are research positions as we do not like dismissing new technologies only because others haven't found a solution for them yet. We are building everywhere on Unreal Engine 5, not the blockchain. We are creating a new world for players. <laughs> Where we come together to play, watch, create, share, so much more. It's... 
This is where trying to create a mystery goes wrong. Mm -hmm. You're trying to create this Especially weird... Especially when you don't seem to know what the answer to the mystery is. Right. That's what I get from that, is you don't know what you're making yet. I mean, the game's coming... It's been in development five years. It's mm -hmm. coming out in 2023. They have to have mm -hmm. that part figured out, right? Unless it's like a big sandbox and there doesn't need to be that. Like a Roblox, you know? Roblox yeah. type of thing. And if that is the case, I mean, they, they did like say a couple times, like, we are committed to creating great single-player experiences. So it does sound like there's going to be some kind of a campaign that they actually build inside of this. Mm -hmm. It almost it more, reminds me more of Dreams, Matt. I think that's kind of like... Somewhat, but Dreams has been very friendly towards player content and, and giving you everything you need, whereas this... I mean, this is the guy who, who pioneered GTA Online. He is. Like, he is the guy who pushed for it. He was right. He but was he right, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a good thing. You know, God right. knows what weird shit they prevented him from doing it's true. on GTA Line, and now he's free to do whatever yeah, the hell. Like, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Are you excited for this game at all? No. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, I'll need to see an actual something from me. What, what the hell is that? Like mm -hmm. a bunch of you know, PR gobbledygook and this thing? Like, yeah. It, it doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was more excited for it before yesterday. I'll put it to you that way. There's a certain a certain point comes where you're like, okay, enough with the BS. Tell us what the game's about. They've been working on this game for five years. And like whoever told them that this was a smart marketing plan probably should be fired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's be honest. Now they're like having to answer questions that they can't answer because... Yeah, nobody wants the mystery the box mystery. anymore. Like this is not a thing anyone's interested in. Lo the days of Lost are long gone. Yeah. Like, just tell people what, they, what it is. No one wants surprises yeah. anymore. It is kind of odd that society in general has kind of turned the page on that stuff. Yeah, after the last two years, I can understand why people don't yeah. want anything to be catching them <laughs> off guard anymore. That's it's, true. We've had enough of that. I don't think it's just been the last two years, though. I feel like there's been a change. Oh, yeah, but the last two years really... Especially the pounded the, the point of yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that. So anyway, that's everywhere coming from... What's the name of the development studio again? It's called Build a Rocket Boy, I think is what it's called. I don't know. Something like that. Build a Rocket Boy? It is. Build a Rocket Boy is the name of his studio. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Must be um, low on names. Yeah. But it is coming out next year. They have not said platforms. My guess is that this is next gen only. We'll see. Maybe. New studio, though. Maybe they do want to reach as many people as possible. But then... You're... The, given their the attitude they're having here, it feels like they would definitely focus on new tech. And it's built on Unreal Engine 5. 5 which would have to be. nine times out of ten means it's next gen only. Yeah. Not always, but nine Almost times out of ten, roughly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, there you go. We'll see what platforms, what release date. We should get more information fairly soon. Now that they're dialed in with Keeley, you think we get the big reveal of what the game actually is at the Game Awards? Maybe. That's funny that Age Ashes in the Hourglass mentions that because I thought of That's No Moon Studios. when Mentions what? He mentions like the name is not much better than That's No Moon. And I'm like, I actually meant, thought of That's No Moon. No Moon Studios? Yeah. That's No Moon. Oh. They're named after, it's named after a Star Wars line. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> well, whatever. If it works. <laughs> uh, At first, I remember. I remember. Like, oh, is that like X High Moon people or something? So it's like that. I'm like, no, it's just they like Star Wars. Uh, Vincent says, I think it'll sell millions just based on the fact that it's created by one of the heads of Grand Theft Nobody Auto. Nobody cares. I don't think people care about that. No either. one. That's not. That's only. That's a very inside baseball. It'll thing. be a little bullet point on the back yeah, of from, the box. from one of the makers of GTA Five or something. Yeah, yeah it's not because people don't know who Leslie Benzies no. is. No. Even though he is a big deal. Yeah. Like a real big deal. But. Leslie Benzies sounds like someone who owns too many Mercedes. 
That's and he I probably does. He's a very, like it, very it's, it's, That's just an arrested development name. I'm sorry. It just sounds like someone that like Lucille would be friends with. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Hurricane says, the only surprise I want is a game actually releasing in 2022. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? There actually was a game that we'll get to in a minute that its release date was bumped up during this press mm-hmm. conference from where it was. Um, well, unfortunately, that seems like more of a threat <laughs> than anything else. But... <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Uh, okay, next up, the DualSense Edge PlayStation 5 controller. It is basically PlayStation's take on the Xbox Elite controller. Shamelessly so, I would add. You paid for the controller, but you'll only need the Edge. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... Uh, here's it's very a quick, silly. Here's a quick rundown of all of its features. And if you have an Elite controller, you'll recognize that this is basically verbatim all the features that the Xbox Elite controller I do controller like has. that the analog comp- things come out. That's true. Because, like, if one th- I associate one thing with PlayStation, it's analog drift. And if you could just replace that, awesome. Yeah, you can just slide it out. Yeah, that would be, that would be very that's, welcome. That's the one thing that it does do differently. Yeah. And it's important with stick drift, absolutely. Um, otherwise, you can remap or deactivate specific button inputs. You can fine-tune your aim by adjusting stick, stick sensitivity and dead zones. Um, Each trigger is adjustable with options to tailor travel distance and dead zones to your preference. You can manually reduce travel distance of the triggers for faster inputs for shooters um, or reduce it if you want to use it for racing games so you want more travel with your triggers. Um, You can save multiple control profiles. So if you want to go from playing Gran Turismo to playing Call of Duty or whatever, you just hit the button and instantly switch from one profile to the next. Um, there's a dedicated button that allows you to swap between your preset control po- profiles, adjust game volume and chat balance, and access the controller profile settings menu. Um, just like the Xbox Elite controller, there are three types of swappable swappable stick caps. Uh, there's two separate sets of back buttons, which is, I think, less than the Elite. The Elite has, what, three sets? Mm, and this I has remember. two. I think it's. I think it's two. There's only two on the Elite? I can't Unless they upped it for the Elite 2. I'm I don't sure. remember, even though I use it every day. But My I took the paddles I, off. I took so. those off because I don't use them yet. But I'm pretty sure it's two holes and two holes. I think the, the box is right there beside you, actually. You can probably look at the box real quick and figure it out. Um, yeah, it's two. It's two. Okay, so that's the same. That's parity as well. Um, and then you have the ability, as Matt said, to fully replace each individual stick module on the controller. That is huge. That is a big deal. Yeah. Because you don't have to replace the controller or buy like the 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 harness or whatever it is on the black market and try to install it yourself. It's just a little unit that slides right out of the controller and you can replace it. That is probably the best selling point. Um, it's also a USB Type C, no surprise there, and it comes with a carrying case. However, no price or release date has been set. I would argue that it's probably going to be fit one fifty. Be yeah. my guess. Because already, hasn't Scuff been the company that's kind of making these for PlayStation up until now? Yeah. And I think their controller is like 150, 160, yeah, something. That's about like. where the Elite is now. Yeah. So. And um, I will say this, like, first of all, you guys bought me my Elite controller. Thanks again. You guys got it for me for a Christmas gift. If I had bought it for myself, would I regret it? Maybe a little... Like, I don't find the Elite to be... Like, I like the DualSense better than the Elite controller. The stock DualSense um, better than the Elite controller. It's a I good controller. I definitely don't, but I also don't... I don't see anything in this that ups the, the DualSense 
to the point that I would need to run out and buy this. Yeah. Like, if my DualSense died, maybe I would consider that. Just or if it because, starts getting stick drift. Yeah, because as long... I mean, that counts as dying. It me. does. Yeah, you're uh, right. Because as, yeah. as long as, like, I'm spending 80 bucks, why not spend... Yeah. Double that and get a better one, you know? Yeah. But, um... Like I think the dual that's part of the issue is like the I like the elite in part because I think it's you know just infinitely superior to the default Xbox One and Xbox Series X controllers. I'd agree with that. Um, yeah. Whereas the Dual Sense just doesn't have that problem. You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm happy with the Dual Sense. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I, I you know when when something happened to my elite and the the the, the you know the, the bumper buttons weren't working and I switched back to my like default you know the the included controller I was like ugh like it was gross I was going back to that was was bad maybe that's um, what I need to do is I need to just play with yeah. the stock controller to now to recreate an appreciation yeah. for my elite but I'm fine with the dual sense like you know the dual sense is such a jump over the yeah. the, the dual shock 4 and like I don't feel like I need this yeah my you know? guess is christmas this comes out yeah, maybe. It would make too much sense. It's a nice, like, hey, get this for the gamer in your life if you have a lot of money sitting around. Yeah. It does sound, too, like, You finally, start approaching a percentage of the cost of the console. Yeah. That, like, I, yeah. it starts to feel a little it's weird. True. It's a little, especially a lot of people haven't been able to find them yet. Yeah. Although it does sound anecdotally like supply and demand starting to even out a little bit, yeah, You're finally. starting to see them sit around a lot. Certainly the bundle with Horizon Forbidden West is easier to get now yeah uh, i've seen i've seen things where people said it was in stock and then i'd go look and it was actually still in stock yeah. like an hour later which right is yeah unusual <laughs> that's yeah. huge that's a big deal and if you don't already have forbidden west that's a must buy so it's a pretty good pickup if you if that's how you want to do it and anecdotally my sister who has been, and i've been helping her trying to find a playstation 5 since it launched she's not been able to find it and she just got one three days ago mm. so things are starting to loosen up a little bit i feel like the supply chain issues are slowly starting to get better um so this holiday could be a boon year boon holiday season for playstation and xbox mm-hmm. yeah it makes you, sense to get that controller if out you there. give people to you know the ability to buy your product you'll have a very good holiday <laughs> funny yeah. how that works yep it's amazing so anyway that is the dual sense dual sense edge controller do you think you'll be able to probably be able to use it for ps4 as, as well don't you think i wouldn't think so no no yeah because the dual sense doesn't work with ps4 no. yeah that's right yep so if you're ready to upgrade, if you finally get your PS5, you're ready to go get yourself a Cadillac to ride around in while you play your PS5, DualSense Edge is the ticket. Uh, next up, the first look at New Tales from the Borderlands, which is coming out on October 21st. Mm. Very rare to get a look at a game two months, for the first time, two months before it's going to be released. We knew about the game for a long time, but this is the first trailer for it. Um, were you a fan of the first Tales of the Borderlands? Tales was, from the I Borderlands. I was all right. Yeah. Didn't hate it. I was pleasantly surprised by it, I guess is the best mm-hmm. way to put it. That was made by Telltale, right? Yeah. This one is made in-house by Gearbox Quebec, um, which I don't know. If, have they ever made a game before? I don't recognize the name. I mean, I recognize the name Gearbox, but I, I, right. I, it doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I don't remember their that imprint of Gearbox ever making anything. This might be its first game. Uh, once again, though, it's a humorous adventure game set in the Borderlands universe. Um, and the story is within the perpetually torn metropolis of Promethea. You'll control new characters, Anu, Octavio, and Fran on the worst day of their lives. Help these three, lo- they call them lovable losers. As they endeavor to change and save the world, you face down a planetary invasion, a vicious uh, vault monster, and a cold-hearted capitalist, 
in this cinematic thrill ride where what happens next is up to you. <laughs> uh, they say you'll meet a motley cast full of misfits, assassin bots, and talking guns in this race to the top. Um, they also said you may see some returning faces. I think that's probably for sure you're going to yeah, see some returning so. faces. They would be pretty stupid if they didn't do that. Um, what else did they say? That's pretty much it. Obviously, it is narrative choice, so you make decisions in the game that affect the outcome of the game, that imparts it with some replay value. Typical Telltale mm -hmm. template, if you're familiar with their games, if you played The Walking Dead yeah, which now back that when they, it was now a Now that thing. they don't really do anything anymore. Yeah. Well, Telltale's sort of, back. Yeah, but they're not ready yet. Yeah. It is a little weird to hand this off to a new studio. I don't because think these, they had a choice when it was time to start making this. They didn't, yeah. Because these games are so... I mean, honestly, if they just could get the writer. Yeah. That's really all they need. And all the writers are probably involved with Gearbox already. You would think, yeah. That's I mean, the I'm sure there were definitely people with connections. I don't remember who it was, but there were definitely people with connections to Gearbox, in part because the original was the origin story of uh, Handsome Jack. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure, I'm sure they just basically took the team and as best they could. Yeah. I don't. These don't seem to be that complicated to make from a technical perspective. It's it's more about getting the story right. That's. I mean, these games are all driven by the story. That's what it's all about. The visuals, everything else is just the icing on the cake. But if the story isn't interesting and it doesn't get you hooked on the characters and the plot and get you invested in the decisions that you're making, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's and also, on the flip side, as long as the story is interesting, like you can, you know. Kentucky Route Zero is not much of a looker, you right. know, but it doesn't matter because yeah. it's all it needs to be to, to get that story across, yeah. and that's the story you're that here. pushes you forward. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, that's New Tales from the Borderlands. That is coming to everything, and again, it's coming out October twenty first. So like two months basically from today. Uh, so it's going to be coming up quick. And with all the games that have been delayed out of the year, this might be one worth keeping an eye on here as we get towards the later part of the year. You may yeah, find yourself... You don't yourself, get Marvel Midnight Suns, but you get this. <laughs> you, may be writing, you may be writing this off right now, but that may change in about 60 days. We'll see how it goes. Um, and those were like... Those were the big games that were debuted mm -hmm. in Keeley's event, which is kind of showing you where I'm coming. Well, they're the known quantities. It's like after watching the show, I had a better impression of the show until I went and started like actually stacking out our discussion of this stuff. And that's when I realized there was like three or four kind of big things yeah, well, and I think the rest. I think you left one out that is the most discussed game of the show. Which one? Uh, Lies of P. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the Lies of P belongs in the upper echelon of this. It's going to be... You think it's going to be a yes. big game? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. We'll get we'll get to it though. First up, we're going to talk about a game called Atlas Fallen. What do you think about this one, Matt? Um, you're going to have to show it to me. Oh, you don't remember it? What it is. <laughs> so it there, is. So there's your answer. Um... <laughs> well, it's an open world action RPG that takes place in this <laughs> who, like who isn't these days? Yeah, exactly. Besides Dead Island Two, that takes place basically in a desert. Um, the official write-up for it says, Glide the sands of a timeless land filled with ancient dangers, mysteries, and fragments of the past. Hunt legendary monsters using powerful, shape-shifting weapons and devastating, sand-powered abilities in spectacular, super-powered combat. So, not a game for Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Target and gather the essence of your enemies to shape your own custom playstyle, forging a new era for humanity in a fully cooperative or solo story campaign. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it looks interesting. I don't think there's a lick of gameplay in this, though. I think nah, it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's just all cool, basically... Cool art, and I, I like the Assassin's Creed cosplay the guy has going, but... There is a like a five-second montage at the end that I think is actually an engine gameplay, but it looks like Dune the action RPG to me with a little yeah. bit of... And we got that elsewhere yeah. in the show, so... It, well, MMO. Yeah. But a Dune RPG, which we're not really going to discuss. But yeah, that was announced. Nothing to discuss. So what what is that game going to be? It's like kill. It's an open world survival MMO. Kill a hundred mice. Right. Like there's nothing. Like, <laughs> there's nothing on Dune. That's the whole well, point. You can fight a billion sandworms, Matt. You're not, this is not supposed to fight sandworms. <laughs> They're the size of a. I know. Uh, yep. I don't get it. I get. I hear you. But you're right. Like, who do you fight in that game? Like, what are the dangers in the game? Other humans, really. Yeah, other, like, Freeman or, like, decide who you side with. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm a little confused by that as the well. The Dune output on games in general, both, both board and video, is astounding. Yeah. Like, they just, everybody just tripled down on that thing. And I'm like, well, you really were hoping that was going to be the, 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 the gravy train here. I don't know if it was. There's been a lot of good stuff that came out of it, but it's just... It's amazing to me that everybody bets so hard on Dune, and it's still going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess the second movie's coming, so it's like... The movie was great, I thought. Oh, yeah, for sure. That doesn't always translate into a good idea for a video nope. game. <laughs> it definitely does not. And this game does look very derivative. I mean... Yeah, it almost looks like we can do sand now, so yeah. let's do that kind of thing. Um, well, Ubisoft not, apparently can't give us a new Prince of Persia, so yeah. this is about as good as it's going to get, or as close as it's going to get, it seems like, sadly. It's just it's just a lot of beige. Yep. Uh, this is next-gen only. It's coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Also scheduled for 2023. Sure. <laughs> sure, Jen. Yeah. I, not Q1, I, I expect. Yeah. No, they, they have not announced like a quarter. They just said next year. I would. My guess would be that this game also gets delayed out of the year, but we'll see. Um, but again, coming to next gen and PC sometime next year. Uh, next up, a game from your favorite developer, Matt. Well, kind mm. of. Quantic Dream. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Bite me. Matt's sworn enemy in the gaming industry, Quantic Dream. Well, the, the catch here is they're not actually developing this game. Mm. They're just publishing it. <laughs> but they clearly like it, which already is a red flag. <laughs> It is a surprise, surprise, a narrative-driven adventure game um, that is supposedly supposed to explore depression and <laughs> grief. Yeah, it's, and you can, you can tell it's deep because it's underwater. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, you know I like a good underwater exploration game. But yeah. I trust these guys about as far as I could manage to play through Detroit Become Human, which is not very far. Well, you can see this shot right here. It's like Earth has been overwhelmed by water yeah like there's a city street there but it's underwater so it takes place in like 2030 it actually about. doesn't yeah. matter it takes place in the in a futuristic alternate take of the 1970s oh wow okay <laughs> and it's set in the north sea um this is coming to everything it is coming to pc playstation 4 playstation 5 xbox one xbox series um, and it is also scheduled to come in 2023. Again, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but it does look interesting to me. Like, it looks like a more story-driven Subnautica without as many survival elements. It might be something mm -hmm. that I may like more than Subnautica. I know that's sacrilege to say, because Subnautica's pretty great. But yeah. um, 
Underwater games also becoming... Ro- I mean, everything's becoming road at this point. So many games are being are in development and being released now. It's like you've just run out of settings and things to explore in games. It's just getting to that point. So um, I'll keep one eye open and keep an eye on this one. I mean, I don't really care that much that Quantic Dream's publishing it. Like, I'm more concerned about the studio that's making it and what the actual game is. So I'll keep an eye on it um, and see... Yeah, as long up. as Cage has no narrative input... There's, there's a possibility he that. might have. he might like i don't know <laughs> they are publishing if it comes out and it's not embarrassing to to hear the dialogue yeah. we know that he didn't do it yep now but again that's under the waves as dusk falls might. proves that there's talented people in there they're just you can't get through the david cage filter yeah uh next up the game that matt just mentioned lies of p and the reason i didn't put this up higher on the list is because before this event it people were kind of talking about it but it wasn't something that people were like mentioning by name. They kind of like remember that game, yeah. the Pinocchio game. Like, but this seems to have kind of set the everything in motion. Now you're right; it is one of the more anticipated games coming up here, and it is. It's a Souls like that tells the story of Pinocchio, but in a very strange way. You play as a puppet mechanoid called named Pinocchio, um, and players will wind their way through the streets of a ruined city, crafting weapons from the. T- from the materials found in the world and interacting with the remaining few who have managed to survive. The more lies you tell, the more human your character becomes with all the advantages and disadvantages that entails. Uh, It features narrative choice and a deeply customizable character progression arc and system. Why do you think people are so excited for this, Matt? Uh, well, because Bloodborne 2 is never happening. <laughs> um, it's a unique setting and concept. Um, it's recognizable as a property without actually repeating itself. Uh-huh. And it looks real nice. Yeah. So I think... And also like the, 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 the be human through your own choices and what is that versus the advantages of not being human is an interesting push and pull. So you know, I, th- I think it will be... I think this will be a very talked about game. Who's and developing this? I, I can't have, remember. I should have written it down. Do they have a pedigree? Do you remember that? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. It's kind of out of nowhere. It has really kind of just come out of nowhere. And uh, I know some people say, well, here's your fucking innovation, people. Yeah. Like, here's your fucking new IP. Here's your yeah. new thing that isn't a sequel to anything. Here's your new thing that isn't corporate driven. Disney didn't make this. Like, here it is. Yeah. Like, fucking support it. It'll be interesting to see how they do handle the turning into a mech versus turning human mm-hmm. stuff how yeah. that will actually work and play out like and... you can see some of it in this where he's like ripping the door of the safe off and like, you know presumably you couldn't do that if you were more human right know? yeah so there must be different ways to solve things and and figure things out but it's made a lot of noise yeah Since... i mean it, you're, a lot of people are kind of waiting for you know someone to pick up the gauntlet from from and do what they've done as well as they do, mm-hmm. which I don't think has really happened yet. So everyone, I think everyone's still got like one eye on on who's going to be who's going to match from at their own game. Especially since From seems to have kind of moved on to the open world Elden Ring thing. Yeah. Uh, if you want kind of more s- traditional Souls stuff, I think you're going to have to look to other companies. Yeah, you might have to find it from other studios. Um, and you're seeing like kind of the influence of things like Bloodborne finally come around on projects that are almost done because it's been enough time. And then you've got other things. It's like, there's a Lords of the Fallen sequel coming? Like, what? Who, yeah, we're about to who talk fucking about that. that shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. And why isn't it called. T- like, it's so weird. It so is weird. weird. Yeah. But uh, both of the games that I came out of this most interested in were 
Bloodborne inspired, clearly Bloodborne inspired, and that was this and where winds meet. Yeah, which is a much more far off nebulous thing. But oh boy, did that trailer look like my kind of oh, Wuja Bloodborne? Yes. Yeah. You 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 tell me when that's ready to play. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Vincent says Lies of P is under development by Round Eight Studios, which is a brand new studio. Okay. So it makes me a little nervous. First game. Um, but you're right. Like it is a unique concept that also borrows some things that a lot of people really like about recent video games. Um, everybody knows the story of Pinocchio, so at least mm-hmm. most people are going to be able to relate to it at least a little bit. Um, it's also a little Greedfall in some of this. Yeah, it reminds me. I of get that vibe. Rising Greedfall, like that. Yep. You know, spiders. Yep. Not trying to say this is going to be as buggy as spider <laughs> stuff, but <laughs> I'm, I'm aiming a little higher. That's coming soon too. That, that's making 2022. There you go, Steel Rising. <laughs> Marie Antoinette is a clock punk marionette thing come on come on uh, hey pet emil thank you for gifting tier one subs to our community and chat man that's awesome thank you very much um yeah so anyway that's lies of p ah uh, they're south korean so a lot of huge talent coming out wait there, so this right? studio is being made in south or this game's being made in south korea uh, that's what swanland said hmm I mean, that's a lot, a lot of big uh, talent coming out of there right now. There is. I mean, they're putting out trailers for games like on a weekly basis that I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. But then when the games end up being released, they're not always great. Sometimes. Yeah. They always look really good. I, I do find that that tends to be more true of the online stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like we haven't really seen a lot of single player like focused stuff come out of there. It's true. Yet. A lot of it languishes in development for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one called Black Something Wukong? Yeah, yeah. That this, one first saw been, that blew my mind. Around, yeah, and this, we're still I mean, this, waiting. <laughs> this looks pretty far along, though. It does. Yeah, it absolutely does. It looks like a game. Yeah, a lot this of stuff looks, we see from South Korea. It's almost like just a cinematic. Yeah, there's a lot of proof of concept. Yeah, stuff in there. Um, but this looks like a legit mock-up. game. So this looks like real gameplay for the most part. Yep. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's I'm going to go ahead and P. say this is next gen only. Yes, I would. I would agree with that for sure. Uh, but again, that's Lies of P. We should be getting a lot more yeah. information about this game in the near Even future. Even a little bit of blood Bioshock in here. Oh, that's what I thought it looked like yeah. almost immediately was Bioshock. As of a couple days ago, Bioshock is now older than Wolfenstein 3D was when Bioshock came out. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Time just keeps moving yeah. on. Follow- um, following this episode, Shane and I will be walking into the sea. Because... <laughs> We're done. So. <laughs> it does kind of feel that way. <laughs> Absolutely. There aren't a lot of people in our industry that are our age. Let's be honest. Um, it's kind of sad that uh, people are kind of forced to move on. A lot on. of them have moved on to more lucrative ventures. Or not. Or just moved on to not, to finding like a job in a new field Some, or whatever. But a lot of the luminaries have moved on to venture capital stuff. Or right. Because like, you know, they're rich. Yeah. Because outside of the game industry is where the real money is made for yeah. the most part. That's true. Uh, next up, what Matt has already hinted at, and some people in chat have already brought it up, um, the Lords of the Fallen versus Lords of the Fallen. They added mm-hmm. the. the to the front of it. Nothing to, like a definite article to, to make it clear you're doing a second game. <laughs> to denote that this is the next game in the franchise, it's although this the is... The Batman. Exactly. This is the reboot of Lords of the Fallen. It is a, kind of a reimagining of the game from 2014 of that thing you don't remember yeah so don't worry about it yeah. yeah well the original game is a souls like from 2014 the original souls like really yeah one of the first of the games first to really ones. dupe the dark souls f- formula yeah um so some people may remember it this trailer had uh danzig's mother as the soundtrack 
Which sure, why not? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't understand how this. It's about fits. as tone deaf as the original was. Why not? Yeah, I didn't. That. I couldn't understand how that correlated to the game in any way. There's always mothers and kings in these <laughs> games, you know. Um, but it is a Souls like. It has two player co op for the entire game, which is a nice little twist on a Souls like. Yeah, that's the thing that people have wanted more and more is like just make co op simple and easy so I can play well, with yeah. people. Well, yes, yeah, like when I was trying to play through Elden Ring. Um, for Shane versus Elden Ring, and some people were jumping into the stream to try to help me. The whole process is so convoluted. Mm-hmm. It's like once you get it hooked up, then you have to go to this very specific place where there's this thing on the ground where they like. And I was just like, why is it convoluted like this? It should be so much. Because that's how it was in Dark Souls. Right. That's it. And now that's how it's going to have to be. That's how it is. (laughs) It's so stupid. So if this game can just do like drop in, drop out co op, that would be awesome. Um, there are mods on the PC versions that make co-op a lot simpler. Oh, are there? Sometimes you can get banned if you use them. Really? So yeah. Cool. Like, They're very I, strict about that. So weird. But okay. <laughs> um, as far as the background on the game, as one of the fabled Dark Crusaders, you will embark on an epic quest to overthrow a deer, the demon god. It's set in a vast interconnected world where more than five, that's more than five times larger than the original game. Which wasn't very big. Right, so which not, it should be if it's this yeah. this far on down the road. You want to compete with Elden Ring. Yep. Um, there are two expansive parallel worlds, the Living Realm and the Dead Realm. And I guess part of that dichotomy is going to be jumping back and forth between those two different realms. Um, it features colossal boss battles, fast challenging combat, thrilling character encounters, and deep immersive storytelling. Sure. No word on when this is coming out. So far, it's only announced for PC and next gen, and I'm guessing that it's not going to come to. I wouldn't think so. Other I think, platforms. like we've said many times, next year is going to be when you start to see next gen really come into its own in yeah. terms of stuff that's just on that. It seems that way, shaping up that way. Especially but... now that uh, graphics cards are actually available. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything's, you know, PC and, and the next gen consoles are kind of all be available and there if you want them, and you'll be able to get them and it'll be fine. Yeah. What did you think of Lords of the Fallen? originally the original game uh very bland meh yeah like it was, i have not played it admittedly it was uh, i mean i only played like a few hours of it it's just not been game I, mean, I, I have i don't know if i've ever played a souls clone that really hooked me in the mm-hmm. way that the from games do yeah um unless you want to count Some of the 2d like, stuff unless you want to count like fallen order which yeah. uses the bonfire idea yeah but not much else um yeah, I kind of think, but in terms of like a direct clone of like the dark fantasy like action RPG thing, like I don't think anyone has ever done it even half as well as yeah. From Software. From's art is so good yeah. that you're gonna have problems competing. Yeah, like this art is. I mean, this is fine. This yeah. art is good, but it's also not very interesting. It's not very inspiring. It's it's very you know maybe Danzig's on here because everything looks like a heavy metal cover. Or it looks like they're all in hell. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like Lies of P, which looks you know that's that's like oh I haven't seen that before art yeah. style. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. a very unique art style, or at least it's combining a few interesting things. This is just sort of like more dark. Yeah, everybody's wearing crowns of thorns and his giant things. There's an ashy guy who gets knocked. Into the, 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 like if you told it's me, very rote. Yeah. yeah, it's it's this is very Dark Souls adjacent. Yeah. Um, if you told me this was just like Dark Souls fan fiction, this is about about right. And let's be honest, that'll be good enough for a lot of people. Oh yeah, and why why can the dragon fly if its wings are full of holes? Like, <laughs> Don't think, Matt. Just watch. <laughs> Don't think. Just. Just consume product and get excited for the next product. Yeah. That's that's what Lords of the Fallen wants you to do. Swanlin is saying, I hope this video is showing that you can die and resurrect once before being sent back to the checkpoint. 
Because that can offer up some unique exploration and risk reward secrets. See, I think once you die, you end up in the the you know the spirit world or something. You have to earn your body your, back. Yeah, you have to earn your body back to return back to the yeah, real world. I think it's like a I think it's like Soul Reaver thing. Yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean it it works. So, yep. Um, someone said Shane because the more convoluted the lore, the better the game is. Sarcasm. Yeah, I mean, that certainly seems to be the philosophy. <laughs> it does seem to be that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our Diana twenty one. Thank you for Twitch. You know, you got stuff like Dragon Age, which is just like meh. Yeah. He, I was reminded uh, yesterday of uh, the absurd story of why the world that Dragon Age takes place in is called Thetis. Do you know that? No. Thetis. T h e d a s. The Dragon Age setting. Oh Lord. Are you kidding me? That's literally why it's called <laughs> Thetis. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was what they abbreviated it as in like the in like the development stuff, and they just never came up with a better name. Which, to be fair, is why our show was called X Play. That, <laughs> that is also that was an abbreviation of extended play that we never managed to change That's before true. they made the graphics package, so it was called X Play. That's, That's true. So I'm not saying. By the way, not we, judging you. We I'm all just, hated that name. Oh, we did. We, we did. all hated it. But, but I'm just nobody saying. Nobody ever came up with something. Better. No. It's hilarious. So I've been there. I've been there, Dragon <laughs> yeah, Age. But yeah. Still, the Dragon Age. But so. we're willing to admit That's, that we, we did a poor job then, too. Yes. So. <laughs> but also, we were not trying to world build out of like yes. a, a Tolkien tradition. We were just trying to name a stupid video game magazine format show. That's true. On third tier expanded cable. Yes. That's true. different. <laughs> Moving into second tier expanded yeah, cable. Yeah, getting there. Almost. <laughs> almost. We almost got there. But then we got sold off so Paul Allen could race his his sailboat right yeah which hey it's his money he can do whatever the hell he wants yeah um, he's dead now so yeah do you find it odd <laughs> that's, that, what we, that's what you get yeah do you find it odd that they're rebooting a game that most people don't remember i mean i think the fact that people, most people don't remember will be an advantage maybe to them, actually. for the most part because <laughs> it wasn't very good in the first place no this looks way better than the first one just art style it does general presentation yep. i mean yeah i got if you got it, well, you know you're already kind of halfway there. Like yeah. it's like what it's like a sequel. It's a sequel. It takes place what like a thousand years after the original game. Which oh, might, it does. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Actually. Yeah, so it's like might as well not even be related. You yeah. know, it's like thousand That's years a is a long time. time. <laughs> it's like watching the new game. A thousand of years is a long time to expect it to be related to the same beardy guy who was on the cover of the first one. So I feel like that's not really any connection, unless the beardy guy is that guy who kills you in the armor. Yeah, well, it was like what watching twist. the new Game of Thrones show with my with my wife. Yeah, who isn't like you know she watched Game of Thrones and loved it, but she doesn't like read about the lore. She is not going online like looking at fan theory. She just watches the show or whatever. And so we're watching the new one, which is set like 170 years before mm. Game of Thrones. And like, it was interesting watching it dawn on her that like all the people that she loved. Yeah, she's not going to see Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there is like baby Danny, like in the show, there's like a 13 year old girl that looks just like Danny. Because well, the Targaryens all right. have they that all, same thing. Yeah, they're yeah. very inbred. Yeah. That's sort of what they all look like. Well, her that's first what, question was like, is that Danny is a little no. girl? And I'm like, no. That's <laughs> no, there's nobody here but Matt Smith and his wig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting, anyway. Uh, okay. It's let's... very interesting also to me that they are putting Matt and Rings of Power right up against each other. When does Rings of Power come out? Next week. That's awesome. So September 2nd. Are they going to put out all the episodes at once? Uh, I think it's one at a time. Oh, it is? But I'm not sure. That's awesome. Like I'm lo- I will love to watch the new Maybe Game of Thrones show and Amazon. that I can't remember. Like for the next 3 months, that's awesome. I'm ex- mm-hmm. I think that's great. Um but it's, it's going to div- it's going to just be like pitting 
these two big fantasy things against each other is going to be very interesting. I'm all about it. Give me a third one. I'll I'll, I'll take uh, it. On. Okay, two episodes on day one for Rings of Power, and then one a week then after one that. A week. Okay, cool. Most expensive TV show ever made. Yeah, I the trailers look awesome. A billion man. dollars. Yeah, They're spending a billion dollars. Trailers and, look amazing. And half of the half of the cost was the license. Really? It was two hundred fifty million something just to get the. the Are you kidding just to me? To get the Tolkien license, um, <laughs> and now of course let's not forget that the Tolkien that. Lord of the Rings got bought right. this week. Yeah. By Embracer. Yeah. 800 about 800 million, which is low for that, but they bought all the rights to everything. All of it. They Where own Middle Earth. Where get all its money? I don't know. It lost half a billion dollars last year and is like clearly, whatever. Clearly the Tolkien <laughs> Tolkien estate wanted out. Wow. Like that cuz 800 million is not a lot. Somebody there the was getting old yeah. and they're like it's time to cash out before yeah. it's too late. And I don't blame them. I would do the same thing. So it sounds like all licensing is going to continue as, as established, but Embracer owns the, the the Tolkien stuff now. Wow, that's a big deal. Which is going to be very interesting going forward. Yep. Please stop Gollum from coming out. Like, <laughs> oh, boy, uh, does that look bad. Okay. Let's <laughs> don't don't let them do that to your brand. Embracer doesn't care. They it have doesn't. No, yeah. they, they release worse stuff, I think. Yeah, we're going to talk about we're it. We're going to talk about one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In just a minute. <laughs> uh, next up, a game called The Finals. This one really caught my eye, and this may be only just me who cares about this game because it is a modern interpretation of Smash right. TV. I could not possibly express to you how, like, the the depths of apathy this t- trailer created. And like, <laughs> I was like, okay, the guys who did Battlefield and kind of like what they did, and then like they, this runs, and I'm like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm not like, surprised to hear that about from you at all. Shit, um, a... it, it is a Smash TV slash Running Man style yeah. free to play shooter. Um, they describe it as the ultimate combat centered game show that takes dynamicism mm-hmm. and intuitive intuitiveness. To a new level. Yeah. Can you reach the finals? I know the answer. Who cares? <laughs> um, Just another competitive shooter that nobody's going to fucking play, and no one's going to. It's going to die off in eight months, and it's just so much work, so much effort, so much money, so much time, and it's going to be for nothing. It's they literally be only for show nothing. like they show like two very quick snippets of gameplay in this yeah which look like every other snippet of gameplay for these there's one every single thing and there's There's one one. and that's it (laughs) it's like what's your gimmick here that there's yellow in the game like that's uh, come on guys like you gotta have more than this like Uh, and like i think it's been pretty well established that sort of like the general like arena sports like Thing. Like it doesn't sell. It's it Running Man, work. Smash yeah. TV, but it doesn't work in a blood sport TV show. None of that stuff catches on. Like yeah. Fortnite, sort of, but like Fortnite is really actually killing people. Yeah, yeah. But like the, the whole like ironic, detached, like you're in a game show. It's like Battle Royale. Oh, like yeah. it doesn't work. Like no, it does, I was, none of those catch. For fire. the record, I am a gigantic fan of Smash TV. Probably my oh, one Smash of my TV's top cool. five arcade games of all time but you know what the key to smash tv is a level takes like two minutes it that's true yeah like it's over well it's also you're not really fighting against other people no, it's co-op it's yeah, yeah. it's all co-op and this it's is an inter- and, it's an inter- and it's still you know twin stick shooter is still an interesting idea even today because no they didn't make any of that they've you yeah. know twin stick stuff has never been made you know widely that's why uh what's it's you know the, the people made returnal when they did it they did a bunch of those and that was mark yeah that was cool because you didn't get them anymore yeah 
and they did them very well. Yeah. So like that's cool, but like this is just more sh- more first person shooter. I have a feeling that once I play the finals, I will be like, this isn't like Smash TV at all. No, I wouldn't. You know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure be, like there'll be some obnoxious announcer. The premise is the same genre. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is Smash TV in that sense mm-hmm. for sure. But like, also like I don't know, isn't there something a little uninspiring about playing like this big death battle shooter thing for, in the name of like money yeah like it's just it's the future matt it's just kind of meh. That's, how like, that's how the future is gonna be we're all gonna be killing each other for money also the the design of the the you know the the finals coins that spill out look real inspired by bitcoin yeah they sure do and i feel like you're like oh you thought the trend was going to be a little different when you put this when this trailer was ready to go yeah and now you're just and now, sort of, now you sort of look kind of behind the times <laughs> it's true not that that trailer showed anything anyway. Because so. it feels like probably, you know, I'm extrapolating from a whole bunch of nothing here, but it feels like that premise might have been like, oh, like, you know, cryptocurrency has been so wildly successful that the only people who have any money are the people who have cryptocurrency. So now the plebes have to fight over, <laughs> you know, scraps that are handed out as prizes on this deathmatch game. Right. And like, it's sort of like Running Man with like Bitcoin Incorporated. It could be. Like that's that that's what that trailer says to me. It does kind of say that. Yeah. So like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, boys. <laughs> um, they did say that you have a wide variety of skills and weapons to choose from to help you craft your own unique contestant <laughs> with your very own loadout, playstyle, and look. I, I hope there's a boss with like giant chains that like whips you and chokes them, chokes you with them, and his name is Blockchain. <laughs> or it's just a block with arms that has a chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just take it literal. Um, and they did say it will have an escalating tournament structure. Obviously, they're going to aim for esports with this. They want this to be, become a big esports thing. And this year, you're right. We've seen so many games like this already mm-hmm. that have come and gone. Like Hyperscape from Ubisoft comes to mind. Like. Every time you mention that game, I have to remember it again all over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After you've tried to wipe it from your yeah. memory banks. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the finals. Um, and the last few games we're going to talk about are known quantities that we got new information or new media about. First up, Sonic Frontiers. Um, I think to most people, most people's delight, as of right now... It's still coming out this year. Yeah, we're still look forward to that episode. <laughs> it's coming out no, November eighth, yeah. which is a crowded week. And they announced the release exact date in this trailer at the end. November eighth is its release date. That's the same day as Call of Duty and is God of War the next week. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, different audience. Yeah. I guess, but yeah. I mean, this is. I'll say this too. This is the best trailer for this game so far. Yeah. By yeah, far. It, it makes it look pretty fun. Yes. This ma- makes the game look good. And it looks nice. Yeah. And exciting. Yes. Like. As opposed to the gameplay clips that were just like, oh my God, all the pop in and all the. Yeah. It, you know, it presents it. Yeah. In, in a different way. Story looks dumb as hell, but whatever. It's no Sonic. one's going to play Sonic for yeah, a story. No, but Tons of people play Sonic for the story. Just, <laughs> just, Are you being facetious? No. Legitimately, you think people play Sonic people for the story? People love Sonic narrative and Sonic the characters and all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, people didn't I don't see get the it. Sonic movie. But, I don't understand. So I guess that you're right. There's some evidence. And a lot that. of that comes from the Ken Penders uh, Archie comic era. I mean, he he uh, he wrote like giant world-spanning epic stories full of weird original characters. Do not steal things like which that the whole go look up the ken penders sonic comic drama if you really want to go down a rabbit hole and a half um (laughs) but as a result of that and the saturday morning animated series which also leaned very hard into the storytelling and the character arcs um the fandom has spent decades sort of trying to recapture that aspect of the sonic 
<laughs> experience <luck>. and <laughs> just Sega fails them over and over and yeah. over again and it's it's really sad but it's Counting also on a great just, story in a Sonic game that is a fool's errand I mean one they, there's sort of this belief that one, it's almost like a religious like you know second coming of christ thing where it's like one day the good story will return and all the the unbelievers will see how wrong they were and, when and it we doesn't happen, will celebrate in heaven forever and when it doesn't happen sonic. you can just keep saying yeah. oh, it just no, next one it's, it's the sonic sonic sequel cycle yeah. yeah oh this game sucks well the next one will be better look new stuff oh look it's really cool oh no they, we're seeing all these bad things and it comes out oh it wasn't very good but the next one it's like every time it's like a four-stage cycle. you gotta hand it to them they won't give up uh, but anyway, Sonic Frontiers is coming out November 8th. It is coming to everything. It is going to be a crazy week for game releases. Thank God. Look at the texture on that glove. You could reach out and touch that glove. <laughs> That's what you've always wanted to do. Touch yeah. Sonic's glove? Uh, no. Smell Sonic's glove. <laughs> you don't glove. want to touch or smell, smell that Sonic. glove. <laughs> smell that hedgehog's glove, Shane. <laughs> It's great, uh, but that trailer is is great. Like it's the best trailer so far for Sonic Frontiers. Easily, they should that should have been the debut trailer for Sonic Frontiers instead of the way they did their promotional cycle. Just completely confusing. I have no idea the way, why they did it the way that they did it. But the game is starting to look better. I am legitimately excited to check it out now. Whereas when I first saw it, <laughs> see how long that lasts. Like a, when, when, yeah, when the battle plan meets the enemy, <laughs> so to speak. Or when I'm like, I could be playing this right now, or I could be playing something else right now. We'll see how that all shakes out. But well, I will well, say this: the luckily, game Luckily, it's early better. enough that you probably won't be have access to God of War yeah. while, you're, while you're forcing yourself to play Sonic. Maybe more call. I mean, you maybe probably won't. Or I may be done with God of War by the time I get Sonic. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. That would be a very early God of War copy. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the games are only, well, 20 hours, typically. Mm-hmm. I can get through that in a few days. We'll see. It's uh, still, like, two weeks early. Yeah. We're lucky we'll get days. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that's Sonic Frontiers. Again, coming to everything on November 8th. Next up, we got some new gameplay footage of the Callisto Protocol, which, as we've said on the show several times at this point, the spiritual successor to Dead Space made by the people, at least a lot of the people, who made the original Dead Space, it is uncannily it's very a Dead copy Space, of Dead yeah. Space. Um, like, and, you're lucky you can't copyright gameplay elements yeah. close in places. One thing I'm finding interesting about the Callisto Protocol is how conveniently there are these murder machines everywhere you go. Well, it is a, a <laughs> maximum security prison on another world that like doesn't seem to have a lot of OSHA uh, <laughs> regulations. regulations so. <laughs> There's just always something nearby where yeah, you can well, so throw an enemy into well, it. Because it's like got lots of mining and logging equipment because they have to like basically make their own resources. So yeah. I think that that's the. There's, always, there's just always a wood chipper nearby or, or a spinning <laughs> fan. There's a fan back there. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> look, Resident Evil would do some of this stuff, but it wasn't as like blatant and overt. Like. It wasn't like every room there was something something where you could throw like a zombie into and grind them up with a shower of gore. But this game seems to have it. It also seems to have a weird gun that almost puts enemies in like this stasis. Yeah, and you well, can kind of use telekinesis to throw them around. Yeah, I, I guess that's the protocol. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Um, but it's interesting how I mean, you remove this, I mean, this you had the enemy's stasis, head. You had the stasis thing in... Um, Dead Space, too. Yeah. So. Well, it had, like, the stop time, and they built puzzles around that where you'd, like, go through doors that were, like, malfunctioning and whatnot. Notice, though, in this B-roll right there. So you, you dismember, and obviously that's an important part of 
Dead Space yeah. and now Callisto Protocol. It regrew its stuff. But look, you dismember this enemy, but then it continues to attack you as if it still has its head. Like it knows where you are. It it can target you, no problem. Now eventually, the head does regrow and it pops back out, but a little weird nevertheless. There's no reason to think that whatever this thing is needs a head. <laughs> is that well, true? Clear, I mean, you're clearly possessing human bodies, but that doesn't mean they their sensory stuff comes from comes our, from, the, from head. the eyes or the head. Yeah. Yeah. Then why does the head regenerate? Uh, well, it regenerates bigger. So like, <laughs> it's clearly, true, I think, it kind of evolved a little bit. You know, kind of did the Resident Evil Four thing there. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. And then. I believe they put this in this intentionally to show you that it isn't just going to be a murder slog. Here's a scene where you actually fall down into like a sewer and you go on this like roller coaster ride down through the sewers. <laughs> it's not just a murder slog. You will also slide through sewage. Pretty much. I mean, I feel like they, they put this in here to show you that there is some variety in the game and it's not just this dark, grim, black, like slog through corridors with enemies that you're dismembering one after another. I don't know if there's going to be any levity in this game, but at least there's a little bit of a change of tone here and there. Um, well, hopefully after this whole like water slide thing is done, the, the guy gets up and goes, well, that just happened. <laughs> you know he will. After he puts his fingers to his <laughs> ear to talk into his little trans transceiver or whatever. <laughs> uh, Sneaky says it wouldn't be a horror game without a sewer. Yep. Um, and then Tiny Blip in History says, cool water. I mean, this game looks really good. It does look nice. Yeah. Like, the visuals in this game, you can tell it's this isn't some small indie studio that's making this game. Whoops. The game looks really, really good. Um, and Ooh, then, yeah. There are some Dead Space quality. That's also kills. Resident Evil quality. Yeah. Half of the fun of playing Resident Evil games or is Tomb like... Raider. Yeah, is letting them die and seeing what'll happen. Like, I love watching those montages, like, a yeah, week well, after a new Tomb Raider comes out where they've just compiled all the different ways that Lara can yeah, be a killed. Lot, a lot of horrible things happen to, uh, happen to Leon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What I was talking about, like, there's the one scene where the monster like forces leon down into the grinder mm. which one was was that re5 i think it was five was it five five or no, six. was it six it was, it was six, six. he's not in five yeah yeah it was resident evil six and it's just that moment where his face is like an inch away from the blaze and then in he goes and then mm. the the monster follows him in yeah, that was the care. best yeah. part because <laughs> he's just a monster and he has no idea he's just like oh i'm my life is disposable so i'm gonna follow you down into this grinder uh, Ashes says RE6, yeah. Um, Kevin Rafa asks, how certain are you that this will not get delayed? Well, I'm pretty confident now because at the end of this gameplay, once again, they advertise December 2nd as the release date. So we're getting pretty close to December 2nd at this point. Like, this would have been a great opportunity for them to say, you know what, we're not going to make it. Yeah, but that's something you would say closer to November. You think? That's when you know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's still a possibility. I would say... Because this thing would be going gold somewhere in mid-October. Yeah. So we'll kind of see how that news keeps up. I think they, they got a couple more months before they can they pass a point of no return on being able to delay it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's like 50-50. Yeah. It looks good. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks But they did good. develop it very quickly, which... I don't know. Like, I remember I did a thing for the first trailer that was like two and a half years ago or something. Yeah. It's been a while. I mean, that's two and a half years. That's not a lot of time anymore. That was to the make trailer they'd done. They were working on the game before that. Like, Oh, you're saying when you saw the first trailer for yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. I do remember they started marketing this really early. Yeah. Well, they started pushing that it was the Dead Space people and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. It looks great, though, and I'm excited for it, whether we get it December 2nd or we get it later on. So 
looking good. It's in their best interest to make December, I think, because if they push into Q1, they're going to get buried. Yeah. Yep. Like, if you push past December... Then you might as well go to, like, I, June or yeah, July. Go, yeah, go to Q2 yeah. at that point. Like, yep. Because you're just going to get lost. Yeah. Even a great game could get lost in the early part of next year, without a doubt. Yeah. And I think this is a, you know, just in terms of tone and, and, and everything, I think this is a better winter game. I'd agree. It's a good game to have. A, it's not a Christmas game, but I think it's a good, it's a good game when the days are short. Depends you know? on your what you celebrate for Christmas, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. If you're Glenn Danzig. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't play Lords of the Fallen yet. Yeah, that's true. This is your alternative. Uh, next up, Hogwarts Legacy, the game that was just delayed into next year not that long ago. Um, I'm guessing that the deal they had made with Jeff was already set in stone to deliver something mm. for opening night live. Um, this trailer that they show basically focuses on dark magic using resisting dark magic inside the game. Um, you can befriend Slytherin student Sebastian Sallow, and fa- then you face the choice to embrace or reject the dark arts. And then as you uncover the family's mystery through his companion quest line. So it looks like he'll have a nice little quest line that'll lead you to the dark side. And then it's up to you to decide whether you want to partake or not. Um, you think this duality is going to permeate the rest of the game? Probably. The I mean, lighter, the dark kind thing? of what they're exploring, because like, you have to kind of figure out probably this about siding with what house and what this means and what that means. There's a lot of... It's going to be interesting to see how they sort of balance the world in this, because, you know, the Harry Potter world doesn't make any damn sense if you think about it for yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird things in some of this, like one of the... the the room you know, they're showing like oh customize your space and so one of the spaces shows a bunch of house elf heads on the wall and which is a, a traditional way of honoring them for the dark arts people where they you know the the house elf gets old enough and you cut their head off and mount it on the wall and the house elves consider this a great honor <laughs> and it seems like maybe you can own a house elf so you can own your own slave in this oh, game geez. like there's a lot of weird shit in this one <laughs> I, I don't i mean there's a, there was an opportunity to sort of like take the harry potter universe in a less Way play, and they're just going the out. They're, they're like whatever. The opposite direction. It's like you're gonna own a slave, and the goblins are gonna side with the evil in a bank conspiracy. Even though the goblins are kind of a Jewish equivalent, which is real sketchy. Yeah, like, it's like, that is sketchy. It's um, there's a lot of weird shit here. It'll be um, interesting to see what ends up in the final game. Yeah. Because this game's already kind of come under fire a little bit for some of that stuff. Oh yeah, some of that stuff, and it's a, you know it's it's. Will they listen? Well, Rowling didn't write it, but obviously she's associated with it, and she's benefiting from it. They pay. We probably paid her a flat rate. Yeah. At the beginning of it, um, uh, usually you, you know because people are like, oh, if I buy, you know, you're probably not contributing directly to her her, her wallet, but like because she already got paid. I th- yeah, I think for <laughs> something like this, usually if you if you have the clout to get the deal, and she definitely does. Usually, I think what happens here is you basically get a percentage of the projected revenue. So they would pay her basically like 10% or whatever of what they think they're going to make on this game. Mm-hmm. And she gets that up front no matter how much money the game makes. It yeah. probably has some kind of floating bonus thing on it if it makes if it blows way up. Well, hopefully she was but, smart and didn't base what she got paid on how well it sells. Because right now this game is like floating. No, they haven't. <laughs> like the she she would have gotten an upfront fee. Yeah. Just like she gets for the Universal Park stuff. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times that's, that's you'll get that you plus you, you'll get the residual. There might be some kind of residual thing on it, yeah. But like, but usually you're going to get paid up front because you want the upfront money and you don't want to hinge on take a chance, something successful yeah. or not. Um, 
And then, like, you, you know, she clearly doesn't have full creative control of any real nature on this because you can be a trans student in this game. And you know, oh, she you can. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't allow that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, there's some rogue elements here, but it's also there's some stuff in here where, like you didn't really think about what that meant if you put that in the game. But it's like mm. it'll be interesting to see if they listen to yeah. the people or if they're just like, you know what? This is our piece of art. And we're just- well, I mean, the story is the goblins basically revolting and siding with i think the dark art that's dark, the primary plot of yeah, the game like they, the gringotts revol, revolt or something like that which oh there's a lot of that's a that's a minefield it is that's there. dangerous territory um and uh but we'll see you know like you're kind of balanced against people that are like oh i don't want to support this weird stuff owned by this weird lady and all these weird problematic things versus like this is the game harry potter fans have wanted since the beginning like yeah. just hogwarts simulator basically yeah. you know like go make your character go to school at hogwarts and figure out what you want to do like that is sort of the fantasy right yeah. so Here it is. if it's any way even halfway competent like that's going to be a huge temptation but the question kind of becomes like how how much of it draws Harry Potter anymore? Yeah. Um, you know, the theme parks do well. Yeah. When um, was the last movie released? Like a couple months ago. No, no, I'm not talking about like the, the spin-offs. That have oh, come out like since. the actual, like yeah. the Deathly Hallows, the 2011, like wow. 10 years ago. That's a long something time, like that. man. Yeah. I've never seen the last one. You never saw Deathly Hallows? I never Hallows? saw Deathly Hallows Part 2. Wow. I've I, seen them all. I sat down, well, I got the Blu- Blu-ray set of the whole series when that, that came out years and years ago, and I sat down and I watched the whole series with Rift Tracks. Which was the only no. way I could, the only way I could get through it was the Mystery Science Theater guys carrying me through. And when I did that, they had not done a riff tracks for the second part of Deathly uh, Hallows, so I didn't watch it. And I've just never gone back and done that. Gotcha. I read the books, but I which were not not great. Yeah, I thought the movies were okay. Like, they're fine. Like the early, I like the, the early ones a little more. Just yeah, because they're agreed. Yeah, Chris Columbus is not the greatest director in the world, but he knew how to put that book on film in a way that like. Oh, that thing. Oh, that thing. Oh, that. It's kind of a tour of all. And, like, then you got to a point somewhere around. I know people like the third movie, but I think it's the beginning of where it starts to get very weird and be more of like a Cliff Notes version of the books, where it's like, if you haven't read the books, like, you're going to be fucking lost mm-hmm. in those movies by the time you get to the fifth movie. Like, they are shorthanding so much stuff that most of it doesn't make any sense anymore, I don't think, if you don't know some backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, well, but good I'm on still them. excited for this game through all good of this. I still want to play kids. it. Getting those kids to not grow up too fat, you know, like yep. as opposed to the Stranger Things, where it's, it's just like everybody's like 25 now or something. Like, but they're still weird. supposed to be in yeah. middle school. But they're all yeah, they're all like <laughs> sophomores. You're like, okay, it's, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That definitely put me off on the recent season of Stranger Things. It bothered me. Yeah. And it's one thing, there's I mean, some I can handle a certain level of suspension oh, yeah. and disbelief, but they really pushed but it. But there's a point where you're like, okay, I mean, if you want to have older people play teenagers, you can. Like, you know, the 80s did that all the time. Yeah. But, like, you started with them at the appropriate ages, yeah. and now they've just, they're outgrowing your production schedule. Yeah, it's not working. And yeah. the Harry Potter people knew, we got to do this year by year, yeah. go, go, go. And they were pretty, they got it pretty close, yeah. but in the end. It didn't even really get dicey at the end, honestly. No, they missed, like, one year. And yeah. otherwise, they put out one almost every year, and the kids pretty much grew up on screen, and that yeah. was that. Yeah. It worked. The only thing they didn't account for was Neville getting hot. Yeah. <laughs> that, didn't, that, that was not... No, no. <laughs> that actor had to live his life, for sure. But, like, <laughs> Neville's not supposed to, like, look better than Harry by, right. the, end the, by yep. the end of the movie. Funny how that worked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last game we're going to talk about from Gamescom 2022 is Destiny 2 Lightfall, mm. which is the next expansion for Destiny 2. And it... It's going to pay off some stuff that fans have been waiting for for literally like two years at this point. Like a lot of the stuff in this was teased over two years ago by Bungie. 
Um, it is the next expansion and the penultimate chapter of Destiny 2's Light and Darkness Saga. It includes a poison-themed subclass called Strand that comes with a grappling hook, so getting on the Halo Infinite train. Uh, and this is Bungie, by the way. Uh, players will explore a new hidden city on Neptune called Neomuna Neo Neo that, that exists, I can't read today, on an alternate timeline, which I don't know how they're going to make that work. Uh, there's a new race on the planet called the Cloud Striders that you'll have to team up with, and it's launching February 28th of 2023. It's weird to get like a trailer for DLC that isn't launching for another like six months, but it's probably the biggest DLC you could have. Destiny's DLC obviously carries a lot more cachet than most other franchises, so... Think you'll go back? Nope. I ask this with every expansion, and our answer is always no. I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Unless maybe if they brought back the stuff they sunsetted, but like one one thing that they should bring back, all of it. Yeah. All the all the stu the stuff they took out of the game, the early expansions, the early campaigns, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. They did say in this that they're they've worked on the engine. They they will not be sunsetting any more content. So that won't happen again. Uh, so that won't happen again. But like, you got to bring back some of that other stuff because it's part of the fucking story. It like, is, yeah, <laughs> like a big part. Like the fact it, that the Forsaken expansion is not playable anymore is insane. That is insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All the work that went into that. Can yeah. you imagine being the people that worked on it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd be pissed, man. Like, like they should what? be working on bringing all that back. Like, yeah, that should all be there. Yeah, it should be. But you know, they're not gonna. There's no way they're gonna go back. They might. The, the demand is pretty prevalent yeah. among the fan base. I'm, I wonder how many people are still playing Destiny 2. Hey, chat. Any of you guys still playing Destiny 2 in our chat? I'm interested to see if that's the case. I would argue a lot of people that play Destiny 2, that's all they play. They wouldn't be in this chat. You're right. They wouldn't be, well, they wouldn't be on Twitch right they now. They just play this game. Yeah, that's you're it. right. I have a, um, a brother-in-law and a nephew, and that is pretty much all they play. They play a little bit of Fortnite now, but for the most part, all they play is Destiny. That's it. And they, they get so aggravated because I don't play it. They're like, but why? I'm like, because I have other I have to play everything, man. I can't mm -hmm. get stuck on one game. And if I were to get stuck on one game, it's not going to be Destiny 2. I hate to break it to you, but that's just the, the way it is. It's not going to be the game that I end up hopelessly addicted to and playing over and over and over again. Um, Swanlin says, I gave up after the first expansion to Destiny 2. And I played day one of Destiny 1. I think you're right there with Matt and I then. Pretty close. <laughs> Um, Katana, Contano says, I dropped Destiny 2 after Forsaken. Um, Noxay Trinitis says, I loved Destiny when I was playing it, but it's way too hard to get back into. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Like, you jump back in, you're like, I don't even understand what any of this means. Yeah, I don't means. know what any of these icons are. Any, yeah, it? or what any of these words mean. Like, they've invented their own language for this mm -hmm. franchise. And it's like, if you won't keep up with it, you're clueless. Yeah, it's just definite article capitalized noun from top to bottom. Estemont says, I play other things too, but Destiny 2 is my main. Um, Red Fox 1980 says, I burned out on Destiny 1. I'm That is me. I burned out on Destiny 1. Destiny 2 came. I played the campaign, which I thought was pretty good, actually. Good. Yeah. And then I played through most of the multiplayer content, and then that was it. I just I was like, man, yeah. I'm good. I was willing to kind of go back periodically and play the, the campaign stuff, and then they took away the campaign stuff. Oh, that's I, right. I didn't finish that's some right. of it. That's right. That's right. I forgot. It's so insane how this has worked. Um, but I don't think this is going to be happening going forward at Bungie because no, let's they be said honest, they won't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, let's be said. honest. Like, they're kind of pioneers. They were one of the first studios doing this type of stuff. Like, they had to figure out a lot of things for everybody else. 
because other studios weren't making ongoing games that lasted like you were getting it in the pc air like arena with like mmos and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. first person shooters like they just didn't last for four or five years like destiny has so i feel like bungie had to learn a lot of hard lessons and then other developers let bungie learn the hard lessons for them uh, but going forward, there's no excuse for anything like that to happen. And as you said, they've already come out and said that that will not happen. So that's good to hear. But again, Lightfall isn't coming out until February 28th of 2023. So still a long ways to wait for that. And then just a couple other things that happened in Jeff's thing that we don't have B-roll for, but I just wanted to bring up very quickly. We already talked about Hideo Kojima announcing a podcast <laughs> called Brain Structure sure notice did you notice that even jeff was like laughing at stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. and i couldn't figure out if it was like a nervous laugh where he's like oh man they're gonna get me for this one or whether he was just like yep this is really shady but here we go to talk about a pokemon mini cooper or talk to kojima about a podcast without self-awareness yeah he he knows some i mean he's like i don't think he I don't think Jeff was unaware of what the response to the guy dressed as a razor was going to be <laughs> that year. You yeah. Know, like, he knows. Yeah. This is not much else you can do. The, the business model is the business model. Yep. And sometimes that business model makes you talk about a Pokemon car. Yeah. This one just, for me, for whatever reason, just hit different. Like, it just, maybe it was because there wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance and he was just tossing to stuff. Like, he just had one line that he would read off the teleprompter and off we'd go to another trailer that it felt like the promotional parts of it stood out more for me. Like, you know, with the Game Awards, you have the awards that are getting tossed in there, and they actually give out some of the awards. This one, like, this girl would show up, and I don't know. It just seemed weird. But she was in space. And she could hardly speak English. Like, I understand the show's in Germany, and I know mm. why he's doing it, but ultimately, wouldn't you just rather have someone who can actually, you can understand what they're saying most of the time? Like, I don't know. I didn't get the, a lot of the production decisions that were made for this. Um, some of the smaller games that we're not going to talk about in depth, but I just want to go over them very quickly. That Dune MMO we were talking about, uh, which is a survival MMO from Funcom. Uh, Moving Out 2, sequel to the smash surprise hit moving simulator, um, cooperative moving simulator. Do you know what it is? No. It's like a cooperative game where you just you and like three other players are moving stuff out of a house. Mm. And you have to do it under a time limit, and it's manic, crazy, cooperative hijinks or whatever. Um, well, the new one, Moving Out 2, has online play, which is a big deal for a game like that. Um, Goat Simulator 3 showed its first gameplay, which is like just one of those goofy, funny things, not really something people care about. Return to Monkey Island got its release date. It's coming September 19th, soon, very soon, like in a month, yeah. which is odd. It also appears that it is the last game in the Monkey Island Lineage. Yeah, I think it's the third last game in the Monkey Island series. But I think the way that they're they positioned it, and the way the, the the what they've leaked of the script so far, it appears that they are this is it. It's really supposed. Yeah, to be they've it. done that before. Yeah, <laughs> there have been a number of the final chapter in the Monkey Island saga games. This one is probably easier because he's he's ignoring two of the games, mm-hmm. um, the post uh, Lucas Arts area right. area thing. Which uh, I mean, if you've played those games, you can understand why you would ignore yeah. them. Yep. Uh, Moonbreaker, Homeworld, uh, Rick and Morty's High on Life. That got a lot of time. I was surprised by that. Do you watch Rick and Morty? I've seen it. I cannot get into it. I mean, I like it. I don't. I have tried at least three times to get into that show because a lot of people 
who generally I respect their opinions on comedy, have told me that they love that show, and I have mm-hmm. not been able to get into it. I don't know if I've just always watched the wrong episode or whatever. Yeah, it's just worked it's, out that um, way. I mean, it's an ongoing story in the end. Um, it's uh, like it's not an uproariously funny show. It's more like a tragic comedy a yeah. lot of times, and the fan the fandom is obnoxious to the extreme. Uh, like I certainly wouldn't lead with I like Rick and Morty with someone I didn't know very well. Yeah, because um, they're going to assume some things about you. Um, but it's good. Like there's, a, I think the, uh, I think the, I think it finally hooked me early on. I'm like, okay, this is pleasant enough. I think it f- hooked me when it started doing like some really weird physics jokes and some really weird like a lot of the stuff it plays with as the premises of basic episodes are like quantum physics ideas and like, but most of it is actually rooted in real science. Which is interesting. It is interesting. It's um, and it gets into some multiverse. I mean, you know, it was doing multiverse stuff before pretty much anyone else. Which, um, not quite the same because it wasn't super mainstream. Um, I think I, I think that the moment I decided I liked that show was when did you get far enough for for where Rick and Morty turned the or see for a season where they turned the entire world into a David Cronenberg movie. Matt, I've only watched three episodes okay then you, and yeah, i have you, no idea where they need, fell in yeah, the you lineage. need to sit down and just watch from the first yeah episode. It's, I think a you're sto- right. it's a story it's not it's that not continues on and yes. on interesting yes. there's a there's a so point. there is a chance i watched an episode that was like something big happened in the prior episode yeah. and the one that i watched or is that is all years the fallout ago. or yeah. or years earlier right like there's the thing the moment i decided okay i like this is when uh, they, at one point they have to abandon their universe the universe the show starts in because they ruin it basically so rick finds a world where he and morty succeeded in stopping the thing that they didn't stop in their universe but then accidentally blow themselves up in their garage and die <laughs> so they jump into that universe right after they die and take their bodies and bury them in the backyard and take their places in this <laughs> alternate universe version of the same family and at one point uh when this older sister is having like a crisis uh morty points out their dead bodies in the backyard buried in the backyard and says i have to eat breakfast 20 yards from my own corpse every morning nothing matters nobody's here on purpose there is no purpose to life come watch tv with us and i'm like okay I'm like, you got me you, you got me in it sounds a little bit like bojack horseman it, I, it is not remotely as good as bojack horseman bojack horseman is one of my favorite shows of all time period but rick and morty is in the same vein yeah. of like i you, like bojack horseman a lot yeah so. you got to watch from beginning you got to yeah. stick with it but it'll start to pay off. Like, oh, it does. Yeah, you, yeah, it's great. You cannot dip in and see. I mean, imagine dipping in and seeing three random episodes of BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I know. Like and that's what happened to me with Rick and Morty. So. Trying to figure out who Mister Peanut Butter is, right? Like from right. a season three yeah, episode, yeah. And you've never seen the rest of the whole. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that, that's ridiculous. So yeah. yeah, start it over from the beginning and see what you get. Okay, I I, I like it. I'm not like an advocate for like, oh my god, it's the greatest show ever. Only smart people are going to understand Rick and Morty. It's like no, it's not like that. But you do need to watch from the beginning and kind of you know figure out who these people are okay and try to find a way to deal with the fact that rick is incredibly unpleasant to look at okay uh some other games that were shown the expanse uh scars above a game that matt mentioned earlier where winds meet which also mm-hmm. looks like a souls like and yeah, it looked ancient like china uh, maybe yeah it looked like wuja like bloodborne yeah um very it looks really good yeah really really nice art art direction on that one mm-hmm um, and then Park Beyond, which was the amusement park sim that I mentioned earlier, uh, in the Outlast Trials, and then the Pokemon concept car. What? Like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> what is? What is that? So that that had to be paid, right? What? 
the, the whole Pokemon, Pokemon car, car thing. Yeah, I think that but was like, played. who are they gonna? Is it paid by a mini? Like, uh, no. Who, what was it for Pokemon Go? I don't think it was. I think it was just Mini Cooper. Just a mini thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Bizarre. Um, overall, what letter grade are you gonna give this? C. C. Yeah, it's a C. Absolutely. Um, do you anticipate the rest of Gamescom is going to be interesting, or do you think that this is what this is it? I don't know. I'm curious if Ubisoft does anything on their own yeah. either this week or later in the month. Or yeah, we'll, we'll recap it in next week's but show. We'll, I haven't really heard much come out of it so far. Well, so. I mean, last night was like opening night live. So, but and then this morning, like you know, I was scrambling, getting ready to come here and do the show. I didn't get to really manage to check a bunch of news. I did see. Um, the story about everywhere though, mm-hmm. um, and you know the problems that they're having with people thinking their games built on the blockchain. But other than that, I haven't seen much follow up. So um, this might be all we get from Gamescom, but we'll come back next week and we'll wrap everything up. Any little stragglers, um, other games that were shown throughout the week. Um, but my guess is Matt that this is probably eighty five percent of Gamescom mm-hmm. what we just saw. Um, there'll be people there playing games and people get a chance to play a lot of this stuff that we just talked about but as far as like new announcements and things like that i really don't think we're gonna get a lot more of that most of that stuff i think probably was handled in keely's event mm. um oh well vincent says ubisoft next month i don't know what that means ubisoft showing stuff next month they're not going to be at gamescom that's Guess weird not. for ubisoft <laughs> they're a european company you would think that they would support the biggest european games convention um, if they could, maybe they just can't. <laughs> um, so anyway, there you go. That's Gamescom 2022. I'm just glad that Gamescom is happening, Matt. There's Gamescom. There are people gathering in a massive building to check out video games this week. Hope they don't all go home with the plague. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear the stories afterwards for the next five six days after it's over about all the people getting covid from the event like it's just gonna happen that's all there's to it like i just feel like at this point we've all accepted that risk it's like there's vaccines there's treatments but that risk compounds every time every time you get it you double your chance of dying from it 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 does and when that starts at like 0.04 that's not too bad but after a while 0.08 that can only go so far yeah that's that's growth on a very uncomfortable level i hear you but for me personally what i've got i've come to the point where everybody has the option now like when it first started like i was very careful because i was like some people haven't even had the chance to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. um some people there weren't therapeutics there weren't treatments at that point so even if people got it technically there still aren't unless you're very rich right well no i mean you can get like paxlovid and stuff like that if you're a certain age or you're overweight like you got i mean the the maze you have to navigate to get that in some cases is not great i asked my doctor about it and she said it's not that tough now but at first it was Mm -hmm. it was very competitive so my perspective on this now, Matt, is like everybody now has had more than a fair chance to get vaccinated. There's therapeutics. There's drugs that we can take that will help us get through yeah, it. But like, at the same time, the variants are the most concerning thing. And the you know Pfizer and Moderna just put up their request for approval for their uh, variant Omicron boosters this week. Yeah. So it's um, I mean, yes, we've accepted that just we're going to lose a certain chunk of the population to this and fuck them all. So here we are. I mean, I don't feel that way at all. That is what we've chosen to do, though, as a society. I think that we've well, if you look at the death rates, they've come down drastically. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they could be lower and 
mostly because of people who don't believe science works. No, you're right. Um, yeah. This is where we are. Yeah. And you can't stop, you know, you can't stop. I mean, look, I go places, I've, I've, I do plenty of things, and I still haven't had it, as far as I know. But like, Well, it's like when they first started, like, there were some... Germany's apparently very good about the mask stuff, so yeah. that helps. There were some states, though, Not and I don't want to talk here. about COVID very long, but there were some states that in the early days were like, we're just going to let... 50,000 people going to a baseball stadium mm-hmm. when we there people weren't vaccinated yeah. and we didn't Although have at least that was outside usually. right but still like then i was like that's wrong like what are you doing now i don't feel that way i'm like mm-hmm. you can have big events like everyone who is at that event has had a chance to protect themselves if they don't want to do it and they've decided they don't believe in science or whatever now it's on them like that's all there is yeah. to it. So, but you're still going to get people that get sick and and hurt and and per, some cases permanently damaged because even though they're vaccinated, they still got it. Yeah, and it still hurt them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is yeah exacerbated by the people who won't follow the science and won't take precautions. Um, and those people can go fuck themselves. Yeah. But like, it's still a risky thing. I do not yeah, find yeah. I do not find fifty thousand people gathering to look at video games particularly encouraging in that in no. climate. No, it is not risky either. It's it's no. doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. It's not worth it to me. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't go. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean. Obviously, I'm not going to fly to Germany to do it anyway. But like, if, even if it was across the street, I wouldn't fucking do that. Um. Not right now. Yeah. Um. It's maybe after I get my Omicron booster. I went to a football game, a couple of hockey games. Like, I've kind of already done it, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've been to some stuff. SoFi holds like, like ninety thousand people. Yeah, so. I've been to some stuff, but also like I see I went to the EDC, rhetoric. I see the rhetoric out of uh, online gaming communities, and I don't trust those fuckers. No, I don't either. So. I don't either. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. We actually spent a lot of time on our last topic, and we need to move on. And we're going to talk about the biggest game release in what seems like forever, Matt. We've been talking <laughs> for the last like three months as we've dragged Game Face through the doldrums of this drought. We kept pointing to this game that was coming that could maybe save the day. Saints Row. It's now here. Has it saved the day, Matt? Nope. Nope. <laughs> it definitely is not. Kind of made the day worse. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the first thing I, w- I would say before I start really ripping into this game, because there's plenty to rip into, is that I did enjoy playing this for the first 10 or 15 hours. It's a mindless game. You certainly have to turn your brain off while playing it. Mm -hmm. But before things started to become repetitive and settle into a pattern, I did enjoy it. It it is a throwback to the old school open world game. It feels like you're playing like Grand Theft Auto 4 in a lot of ways. It feels like you're playing Saints Row 2. Well, okay. Fair they enough. scaled everything back to Saints Row 2. They got rid of all the crazy shit, but they didn't replace it with anything. Yeah. That was the problem. Like, now you're just sort of left with, like, what amounts to a satire of open-world crime games circa 2008. And that's boring. Yeah. And you're still left with the repetitive mini games, except they broke a bunch of them. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, I'm just gonna... This game is garbage. Like, I really don't like it. You dislike and, it a lot more than I do. And one, well, one of the reasons is because I'm a fan of Saints Row. I've played mm-hmm. 3 and 4. And, I really and also, we should four. also say that before we get going here. Matt, I would argue you're like an expert on Saints Row. I played them a lot. I played the first one. I finished it. The second one, I played halfway. I did not play 3 or 4 at all. So played, you are way more qualified to discuss this franchise than I am. I've played 1 and 2. i played 2, I think, twice. I've played 3 and 4 three times each. Uh, the most recent playthroughs were in the last two years during the lockdown. Um, 
Played hell, played God out of hell once. I didn't think that one was very good. And I played Agents of Mayhem as long as I could stand it. Um, yeah, so Matt knows his franchise better than me, and he is far more sour on this yeah, than I, I am. This, Volition has been repetitive in the past. They have been juvenile, and they have been lazy sometimes. But they have never been inept, and this game is inept. There are some elements of it that uh, this, are... This game is not finished. Yep, I agree. Period. And I thank God they delayed it from what it was April or May it was supposed to come yeah. out in. Could you imagine? I no, I can't. I cannot imagine because this game is more bug ridden than anything I've played in recent years. I like, can't believe that they in terms released of major it. releases. Yeah, I can't believe it either. Like, I have had just constant. I've had freezes. I've had weird glitching through the walls and, and the world. I've had uh, mission objectives re- like refuse to to tick over when I complete them, so I can't finish the mission. I have to start over. I've had load times in missions that jump to the next section of the mission and then the character is just stuck standing there and I can't move her I can't do anything I can't get the menu up I have to like literally go to the Xbox menu and quit the game and start it over again like constant stuff like that and that's leaving aside the weird visual glitches the physics glitches the everything glitch the, the hitbox problems like it is a mess this game is an absolute mess now Matt played it on Xbox I played it on PlayStation I have had bugs but nowhere near as many as Matt has yeah, but I, I don't know if it's related to the platforms or not we're just, hard to say just giving you that information hard to say it's it's but you know yeah I'm on the series X and it is a disaster yeah and I've been playing ps5 and I've had bugs but probably a third as much as Matt has had yeah so and like look like just the the hitbox problems in particular oh, that's like, just bad just, both versions yeah but it's also like there's things where like Sometimes these enemies are invincible in these animations. Sometimes they are not. I don't think they're supposed to be, but sometimes they are. The hit detection Um, on enemies is bad. The hit the hit boxes and the driving in the vehicles, it's like you're you're ten feet away from something and your car hits it. Yeah. Or it doesn't. Or, like there's right. no, there's no, that's the problem is no consistency. Like, and then the it'd be one so thing nuts. if everything was bad the same way all the time, but it's not. It's it's like it's all random. It's, it's and then weird. the physics are so nuts. If you hit something, your vehicle flies oh, yeah. like up into the sky. When you were, I was still trying to finish one of the things while you were here doing the mic checks upstairs, and like I I, I, I fought off like five waves of enemies, and then I stole the thing, the vehicle I'm supposed to steal, and as I'm turning onto one of the bridges, one of the you know the the, the you the manic weirdo enemies are trying to stop me ram into me and i just physics over the size of the bridge into the water game over i gotta start over and i gotta kill all five waves of guys again it's just like who fucking has time for this yeah the checkpoints in this aren't particularly generous either and there's nothing (laughs) interesting about it it's just killing people and driving a car somewhere and then shooting more people when you get there it's there's nothing interesting here there's no verve to it and like they're still trying to do the funny stuff. They're still trying to be funny, and sometimes they do. Like the some, writing for your character, the main character, is actually pretty, pretty good. good. I, yeah. I enjoy, early on in the game, you lose your job, and you're depressed at home, and like the mission objectives are very funny. It's like wallow in your own failure, yeah. uh, mope to the kitchen, uh, refuse to-, to get out of bed, toast your lonely waffle. Yeah, like yeah. that's <laughs> that's good. Like that stuff's good, but like here's the thing: like, it disappears. To- it disappears, and also the like tonally. My issue, I, you know, I love the three and four with the weird, like, over-the-top Matrix, like, superhero shit and all that. But, like, the the biggest problem here, I think, is they, they undid all that. They undid all, they took away all the crazy stuff. But they kept the weird thing where everyone's, like, a genial, regular, kind of happy-go-lucky person in a completely amoral nightmare world. Yeah. But there's no justification for like there's they don't deal with the fact that like one of the character you know the the your your roommates with these three other people 
Each of them, two of them belong to the two, to, to opposing rival gangs. From I mean, each they other. do address that. They do, but it's like, oh, roommate code. Like, everybody just has to get along. Rent's really high. It's like, okay, yeah. but like, everyone in that room except Eli kills people daily and no one seems to mind. Like, the, these well, they are, do talk about that too because there's a couple missions where, like, you go against the gangs that your friends yeah. are and you'll come back you're like look i didn't have like a choice like this had to happen yeah, but no like, one really cares yeah they like, blow it off very quickly yeah and yeah. then like of course everybody gets you, you think crisis crises happen and you end up forming the saints yeah to have your own gang well basically you get fired yeah you're you like a gun, you're a gun for hire you get fired you go back to your apartment everybody's sitting there they're all you're all broke you can't pay rent and you guys are just, you basically are like, and why two, are we working as people, criminals yeah. for other people? Well, the two people there in the gangs have been screwed over by their gangs and mm-hmm. are not happy with where they are. Yep. And Eli, the guy who's not in a gang, just wants to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So you're and like, he's the brainiac, yeah. smart guy. He's like, why don't, why don't we just do that? So you do that. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only plot in the game. Like, pretty much. Like, and once you get to that point, it just it opens up and it's like, okay, now you have to just continually build new buildings like for fronts for your criminal enterprises and you have to complete those things called ventures. Yeah. Which is just like basically each one opens up a mini game or a, or a mission type that would have been considered a side hustle in the old games. And many of them were literally side hustles in the old games. But now you have to do like six of them yeah. to complete this this part and early on there's a mission where you have to fully complete two ventures yep to get the main mission main story to continue and that's a, that's an order like, it's, that's it's a, a pain in the ass yeah. it, you, you get to a point in this game where you can't go forward yeah. anymore unless you do a whole bunch of stupid you have to go and do shit. a bunch of crappy side missions and yeah. it's hard to even figure out and which ones you're supposed to complete yeah so here's so there's a lot of ui weirdness yeah. in this so like when you do and I, this took me forever to figure out because like when you first the first uh jo- like venture you're probably going to get is jr's like auto yeah. auto repair place mm-hmm. um uh, Saints Row veterans will know that the the auto <laughs> the the auto shop places in Saints Row are called rim jobs. Yeah. Uh, and in this, Jr. starts them, and he's his name is Jim Rob. Yeah. That's the level of, of humor you're yep. working with here. Um, and like, part of me is like, so is this like an origin story? Like, by the end of the game, does he change the name to Rim Jobs? Is that is this we're establishing a new thing? Um, because I will say, the sports team in this town is named the Smelters. That's right. So there's still some Steelport yeah. thing going on <laughs> yeah. there. Because um, this does seem to be a full reboot. No one seems to, The Saints seem to be an original creation of yeah. these four people in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, so you have to do, do the auto thing at first. And the weird thing about it is, um, it, you know, the, it introduces you to like, okay, he want the, 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 the criminal enterprise of the garage is you're going to bring him stolen cars and he'll chop them up and use them for parts to save on inventory. Right. Yeah. So the first time you do that, he says, go get me this ty- kind of car. And it, like, little, you know, the quest pops up and you select it. And it takes you to the thing and you drive it back. To, and he's like, all right, now go get me this other thing is this, this uh, uh, you know, dirt devil or whatever it is. And or dust devil. I think it was I'm like, okay, so I'm like, where is it? And there's, a, there's no quest in the thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. where? Turns out what you need to do is you have to go to the map and highlight the venture and then hit the X button to, like, it's a, it says, guide me to the next part of the venture. Yeah, it's hard to find. Or it, it puts an, an icon somewhere on the map with that and you have to find it. So, like, 
they introduce it to you through the quest log and then it goes away and they don't tell you where you need to go to get the next step of that and i it's like i mean i found there's it there's a lot of that in this but game but it's a lot of that yeah it's like it's like, like it's here I but now it's not here fast anymore traveling for the first 10 hours i'm playing mm. the game i'm like why am i visiting all these locations i'm building businesses you can't fast travel and to the i can't fast travel to the businesses that i built you have to take a picture yeah you have to use your cell phone to take a picture of a landmark and then you can fast travel to that mm-hmm. land who why why would you do that no game does stuff that way and if you are going to do it that way beat me over the head with it give me a mandatory yeah, they, mission where i have to go and take a photo of something to tell me and yeah, teach well that, me i only i found that out because i, I saw like because the icon for that is different i'm like what's that so I, mm-hmm. and of course it doesn't tell you when you're there you have to go to the map and highlight yeah. the icon and this tells you oh a fast travel photo okay so i'll just do that yeah. but i never got a tutorial pop-up about that no and maybe i will like hours from now maybe sometimes Sometimes stuff happens where it's like, okay, you know, like especially the challenges will pop up and they'll be like, okay, get ten, you know, bring ten cars back to your garage. I'm like, I have forty cars in my garage. Why doesn't that count? Yeah, like, why? Why do I need to go? None get of it's more? retroactive. It's yeah. really frustrating. It's that, and then like as you open up these businesses and you start making money, the money is going into this like account on your phone. I kept mm-hmm. wondering, I'm like, where's all this money that I'm supposed to be making from these businesses? There's a little icon in the bottom right of the phone you go to, and you have to transfer the money yeah. from the app well, that, into your bank account. Well, to be fair, they do pop up a thing that tells you about that when you do the JR thing. Um, I missed that somehow. And that is how you've gotten your money for the last, like, five games. Yeah, they, they I completely that forgotten three, about it. I think. Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't getting all the money that I should have been getting for hours and hours playing this game. It does not teach you a lot of stuff that's really important. Mm-hmm. Or if it does, it does it hours later. Right. And you're, and you're like, that would have been good to know. Or you're like, I figured that out four hours ago. Right. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a mess. It's, it is it's, a bit of a mess. It's, um, it's not just technically a mess. It's structurally a mess. Yeah, it is. Now, it is a bit of a throwback to old open-world action adventures like the yeah. early GTAs. If you just want a thing with a like, giant list of collectible things to do and like the repetitive missions to do, like it's got you covered. Yeah. No problem. Like, like the collectibles thing, because you can, you can take pictures of things that glow blue to then put them in the base as yep. decorations. There's tons of those all over. The, yeah. Like If you want to go drive around, listen to podcasts, and do that. But like, what's it's the right, point of those? I haven't figured out like what they... Is there any purpose to them? Just decorate the base. Yeah, it's just to make it, it look better. Yeah. Yeah. There's no tie and, and, you, and you upgrade the church as time goes right. you know, obviously it, it, you know, there's a, it starts with obviously the in media res thing where you're the king of the whole city and, and then something happens and you're like oh how'd that how's, how are we gonna get to that it's like and and in that the the church is like a super like you know super nice like mansion kind of thing mm-hmm. and when you're living in currently in the game is a giant dilapidated thing and if i want the character to take a nap she has to sleep on a dirty mattress in the back room so clearly that that that's gonna upgrade no as eventually like mine is already like a palace like mine's already been upgraded and it's mm-hmm. like got beautiful wallpaper through the whole thing and it's all well, that's weird because i'm pretty much where you are kitted out and i'm that hasn't happened to me yet once you reach a certain level with your businesses it just mm. it levels up to the next level and then that's uh, where i after that i only played a couple more hours because i was like i have to go back and do all this side mission crap to move the story forward and i had already kind of burnt out on it at that point and i was like up oh, this feels mm. like the perfect place to stop <laughs> and it's just things where i was like you know some of it's fine i guess you're supposed to like have more than one of those going at a time so you can jump between activities but like they cost a lot of money to, mm-hmm. to build the buildings yep so it feels like you should probably do one at a time and and bring your income up every time you do it but then like you know like the first thing i built was the shady oaks thing because that sounded like i was going to do the insurance fraud mini game which i'm very good at in the previous games yeah but they broke it in this it's game. all different it's yeah. like it's not super different in concept but like it 
like the the physics don't work like it knocks you towards the camera instead of over yeah. the it's car broken. and then like the, you get the adrenaline the, the only way to get really big points is to get the adrenaline and every time in this when you land on cars with the adrenaline meter active it blows them up and then pops yeah. you up and you can land. and you get a whole hold a whole four million for the final thing out of that one combo but it has to give you the cars to do that with and sometimes you get adrenaline there's just no cars anymore yeah. they just stop spawning yeah traffic. there's just nothing to bounce off of it's and, broken yeah. yeah, they they literally broke a mini game that they've had for like seven years, like <laughs> more than that. I mean, that's I been in, that's, that. that's been in there, I think, since two. Yeah, and they just broke it. Yeah, it's very strange. Like. How that was that? that was cool. Like the, <laughs> I stop the bike and it just stops the cop car. The cop dead. car just stop. Well, I don't know why there's cops in this game. <laughs> I don't either. Like they're so easy to lose. You well, make like so one turn and they're off your tail. Well, they're so easy to lose. There's not. They're not a faction you really develop at all because there's the three factions are the two gangs and the monarch, the 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 um the marshal security company. Yeah. And then like the cops just run. Like sometimes the cops will chase you when you're getting in fights with the gangs, and like they do worse than you do against oh, the yeah. gangs. And like I'll let I'll sit back and watch them fight. For but a also while, like <laughs> your literal job at the beginning of the game is to, you're part of a PMC that just goes around and shoot people in, yeah. the, in the local area. I'm like, and there's cops. Why are there cops? <laughs> like in this no world, sense. why are there, it doesn't it feel like no there sense. should be any cops? No, you're right. Like yeah. especially because Monarch is ba not Monarch. Uh, uh, Marshall Marshall is basically the. Um, this is a terribly animated <laughs> sequence, by the way. I wanted to put this in the B-roll because in the trailer, something like this happens. And when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, that's so ridiculous yeah. and absurd. And then they actually put it in the game. Yeah, and then when, <laughs> in mine, when that happened, the billboard was popping up and down, like, oh. clipping through the car's wheels the whole time. <laughs> so like in that, that so when the character got in the, into the car like that, you have to imagine the car just like vibrating right. back and forth the whole time. <laughs> it's um, So it is a throwback open world game, but it does have some slight RPG elements. Like um, uh, there are skills, there's perks that you unlock yeah. as you play through. The vast majority are useless. They are for the most part. You find a couple that are that But are like good. the perks will give you like a grenade, but it's like weird. Like you jump when you throw the grenade. Yeah. They've, Why? That's, they've always done that. That's, that's, that's so the, dumb. That's the Saints Row grenade throw. It's stupid. It's always been like that and it's never worked right. It is so dumb. Like, yeah. but you do unlock stuff like that. And I do find that like I use it. Like if I'm getting sick of like fighting it out with the guns, because let's be honest, Matt, the aiming in this game blows chunks. Yeah. It is the worst manual aiming I maybe have ever experienced in my life. It's real and bad. For it to and be that bad in 2022, how? Well, also because it has a lot of the same problems that Saints Row's aiming has always had, but worse. And it's just amazing to me that they haven't fixed this in it's mind seven games. Like it's, even even Agents of Mayhem had these problems at times, and at this one, but never have I in one of these games have I ever had to like just completely resort to the snap to targeting for everything. That's what I do. That's all. It's the only way to because they they'll burn your life down. Yep. In record time, and the only way to get life back once you lose a chunk of it is to do uh, the Saints combo or the takedown thing, mm -hmm. which is often a tactically terrible move because while you're doing that everybody gathers around you and gets ready to hit you as soon as you come out of the animation like it's just a bad system i const i'm just when i'm combating this here's what i do i hold up lightly on the left analog stick and i'm just pulsing both triggers though if you pulse the left trigger it will keep locking onto enemies the holding up slightly means that you're aiming for the head and then you just burst mm -hmm. fire and honestly like it's almost gross how many enemies I can kill in this game. This game has bothered me a couple times. Like, I'm a gore hound, like, love gory movies. Violence never bothers me. In this game, for some reason, it did, because you just kill so many people. It's just like a slaughter. 
Because after you learn how to mm. do like the the auto targeting and the burst fire, I'm literally popping people's heads like pop 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 oh, yeah. pop 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 pop, and there's just blood and shit flying every. I was I got done with the fight and I looked around. There was like sixty dead bodies laying around me, and I was just like, "What the f is this? The game is just it's so weird." And it's dev- doubly weird because like. Like, that made more sense back in, in, like, three and four, which were very over-the-top, cartoony, like, none of this, you know, the, the you know, four starts with you as president of the United States, when right. your secretary, your VP is, is Keith David playing himself, and then aliens destroy the world, and you have to go into the Matrix, <laughs> matrix to, like, to, to take revenge for hu- the human race, and it's like... Okay, fine. Like yeah, if you anything kill, can happen and the now. The gag in those is <laughs> the gag has become that the player character, the boss, is basically a giant murder hobo who like, you know, kills thousands of people. And that's just you know, the, the, human life has no value in the Saints Row games for the, yeah. for, for the most part. But in this, it's more grounded and it's more you know they pulled back on all that crazy stuff. But everybody's still a giant homicidal maniac, and it's never really addressed. Like no one. Yeah, they actually mention it a couple times, but it or, never goes anywhere. Like murderer, like well, murderers are us, and they make a couple cracks. Right, about but it, it doesn't but, matter. Yeah, it's, just, it's you know the, the, the going, killing a thousand people is just sort of a day here. It's just Tuesday. Yeah, and like, but then you're supposed to be like, oh, but everybody he cooks such a good meal, and and, and like, and the, the cat's name is Snickerdoodle. It's right. just like, but like it doesn't. <laughs> like if you're trying to juxtapose those things, it's not really uh. working. Like it's. It's one or the other for the most part. No and cover system in the game either. There's no, just this like, awkward crouch that you can which use. It doesn't matter because they yeah. run up around you and it doesn't. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like, why? Melee attacks do way too much damage. Yeah. The vehicle um, camera is annoying. Like, it has the GTA camera where if you go to back up, it spins the camera around. So you, it's hard to actually see. And the camera's mm-hmm. so slow to move that you have to, like, either wait for it to slowly swing around or manually swing the camera around when you're backing up cars like there's just all these things that i remember from old open world games that are still in this game in 2022 it's very weird and rare Mm -hmm. to see stuff like this in a game in this day and age i just don't think any of this stuff is like that like the tonal problems and the the weird dichotomies and the and the old like archaic level like mission design and everything like None of that feels like an intentional throwback. It all feels like a mistake. Or they just, that's all they can do. Or it's just That's as there. good as they are at making games right now. Like, I cannot believe this game wasn't delayed. I mean, mm-hmm. my guess is they were like, man, everybody else is delaying their game. We have this window where we have, like, two months to ourselves. Like, we have to, we have to put it out. Yeah. And this is the result. But it, here, and here's the rub. Like, again, I did have... A good time with this for like 10 or 15 hours and for some people that's all they're gonna play a game period matt i mean for some people they won't even make it to the 10 hour mark so when i think about like who do i recommend this game to like the people who like have plenty of disposable income and they like to play games to see what they're like and play them for a handful of like i think most people like that would be okay buying this game it really is one of those releases where the more you play it, the more glaring the issues become and the less enjoyable the game becomes. Mm-hmm. And to, to where it got to the point where I'm about 20 hours in, it, it got to where I needed to go back and do all these little side missions just to move the plot forward. And I was like, no thanks. I'm good. I have definitely played enough of this game at this point to tell people whether they should buy mm-hmm. it or not. I have reached the end of my entertainment value with this game. I'm good. And it should be noted that the, uh, you know, in in 3, like, the side missions were the whole game. 
Hmm. Like that was it. Like you, you got a new companion, new new homie, and they gave you like four of the standard side missions to mini games to to do. And then you got like a final mission to upgrade them, and that was it. That was the whole game. Yeah. Like, there was like a couple intro missions and a couple outro missions for the whole main story, and that was pretty much it. And they've kind of done the same thing here, except like the the it's it's sort of mixed in a little more subtly, but it's all the same thing over. It's all just shoot a guy, drive here, shoot a guy, take a car, drive a car, shoot a guy, and there's nothing else here. And like they they scaled everything back so far. Like you're not using the helicopters as much. You're not using the weird I have a vehicles question for you, as much. Matt. You're not using the planes. Where's or the helipad at your base? Where is it? Oh, it's it's around the corner near the garage. Is it? Yeah, like to the, I can't it's find to the right it. of the garage if you're facing. I could the not find it. Yeah, I unlocked the helicopter, the helipad. The I've way, never been able to use it. It's on the way it. to the dock. Really? Yeah. I have missed it. I have not found it. You just walk near it in that footage. Yeah. Then. I've never used my helicopter yeah. other than if they just give me a mission where here's the helicopter. Mm. I've I mean, never really like only taken off from to. my base and like flown anywhere with it. Like <laughs> the helicopter is kind of useless. I guess I mean, if you have a fast. It's also weird how whatever. they never teach you how the wingsuit works. No. It's just you just have it at the beginning of the game. And then they like, try to convince you to to use it while you're like driving. Like, yeah. I keep seeing these prompts, like, wingsuit from the car or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't know how to do that, though. You get on the roof. It took... Oh, here's another thing. So, holding triangle to get out of the car... Yeah, it puts you on the roof. It puts you on the roof. Yeah. You tap it to get out. For the first three hours playing this game, <laughs> I could not get... Every time, I would roll onto the top of the car. I'm like, this game's broken. I can't get out of the car. And then I finally figured out, I went and dove into the menus and looked, and if you hold triangle, you get on the roof. If you tap it, you actually get out of the vehicle. It- oh, and like, <laughs> so I, this is because I use inverted stick on the on the look mm-hmm. for things. The invert for the camera is buried like three layers deep in a different options menu mm-hmm. than all the gameplay control stuff. I, I can't even remember Sometimes where it is. Sometimes you find it in like accessibility or whatever. I have never, <laughs> in recent years, I can't recall having, like, I've, there was a period at that first mission where I'm like, is there an invert? Look, I, I couldn't find it. There was a, There's an invert movement in the main control options, but that makes forward go backward and backward go forward. I'm like, who wants this? <laughs> Someone Who, somewhere, I guess. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, and that, why is that in the main options? And to find the look invert, I had to, like, dig through four layers of menus. Like, it's so weird. The game it's is so weird. weird. Yep. So That's funnier than anything in the game. Yeah. Matt, do you recommend this? No. Yeah. I, I kind of figured that was going to be your, your ultimate outcome there. And that's I, the first time I've ever said that about a Saints Row game. Yeah. I would I would recommend it to some people. Again, you'd have to be someone who I would has say a if, lot of disposable income who just likes to sample games. I would say maybe in six months if they've yeah. fixed it for the most part and it's like 30 bucks. Like, wait, there's no reason to... Well, there is a reason. No one's had a game to play for a long time. You don't need to do. You don't need to throw sixty bucks at this piece of shit yeah. to do that. Like, there's better stuff to play. You own better stuff to play. I guarantee. I'm about you. to talk about a game that's better to play than this. Like, there's no reason to do this to yourself. Yeah. Um. Wait. Wait a while. It'll be cheap in six months. I promise. And actually, in six months, it might be wait, cheap at the holidays. Wait next till next summer. Yeah. Because you know, you'll have stuff, there's some stuff coming in the, in the holidays, and then Q1 is a fucking. Forget about it, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, maybe by June or July, I'll be like, oh, maybe I should get to Saints Row. Oh, Saints Row's 19 bucks now. Cool. Yeah. Like, and it's had a bunch of patches. Because this had a big, it's a 16 gig day one patch, and it didn't fix much. Yeah. Because I'd been playing before that, and it still, still is what it is. Yep. So, 
after all this anticipation of not having anything to play and being like, Saints Row's coming, Saints Row's coming, it ends up being like, would you say the worst Saints Row since maybe the first one? Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather play two, really, because it, well, two is also sort of grounded and two knows what it is mm-hmm. and still hasn't two two is still trying to be gta yeah um but that's better than this game which is like a weird throwback to when two was gta but is still trying to maintain the tone of three and four and it just doesn't gel yeah it doesn't work yeah i would also say that having played this now that i'm a little concerned about grand theft auto 6 because they're not going to be able to just make another grand theft auto and it may, and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like if they try to make Grand Theft Auto Six like this game, it's going to be a disaster. It's not going to be good enough. So I hope they're aiming high over there at Rockstar because if their game is shaping up to be anything like this, they are going to be really disappointing a lot of people. So what I would say is, if you're wealthy and you have money to burn, and you know you're single and you're making six figures or whatever, and you can buy whatever you want whenever you want and you just buy games to just check them out or whatever like that's the only person i would recommend to buy this game right now everybody else wait for a price drop wait for it to get fixed um even in this drought that we're in right now it's not worth it no just play just play three or four again yeah and you can probably get those for five or ten bucks now if that yeah and also the game doesn't look very good either no it doesn't look good you just saw that b-roll that was being played on PS5. Soundtrack's bad. Like, yeah, we didn't bring that gener- up. It's all generic library stuff, yeah. except for the hip-hop. Yeah, and, some and hip-hop licensed stuff, but for the most part, more than half of the tracks are all kept tracks, like from a music service. They're not yeah. licensed real songs. Like, There's tons of radio stations with different genres, but a lot of the music is crap. Like The synthwave station in this game is a joke. Yeah a joke and at first i was like i've never heard any of these are these like deep cuts it's like no they're just nobody. they're not real there's yeah. nothing <laughs> um sneaky so do you guys recommend it then <laughs> the whole soundtrack feels like a cost-cutting measure yeah it does other than the hip-hop station is this better than agents of mayhem Vincent no S? no it's not they're kind of on the same level no it's not agents but of agents mayhem, of mayhem, agents is of mayhem plays way better it just does. the gunplay alone Agreed. puts it above this yep so there you go that is Saints Row. A lot of wait for a lot of disappointment, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But we're here to tell you guys the truth. You know, one thing you know you get from Game Face from Matt and I, you get the truth. And we just drop the truth. Although it does seem like most reviews are kind of in line with what we're saying. But I've yeah, seen some getting, that have given it like a hard. nine. <laughs> yeah, well, there are people who like Man of Steel. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but anyway, there you go. That's the Saints Row reboot. It's available for pretty much everything except for Switch. Uh, but both Matt and I agree that you should wait for a price drop or at the very least a few months for them to fix a lot of the bugs and issues that are currently plaguing the game. Uh, okay, up next, I just promised you a game that I like. And that game is Roller Drome. It actually came out last week. I got the review code the morning of the show last week. And so I wasn't able to play it before uh, we went live with Game Face in the last time. Uh, But I have had a chance to play it now, and I freaking love it. Rollerdrome, I guess the best way to describe it in a sentence is this Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with crossed with Super Hot and Running Man. Hmm. I also alluded earlier that there's a game we're going to talk about later that's a lot like Running Man as well, and this is it. It is set in, I don't even think it's really the future, honestly. 
even though it says it's 2030, it feels like it's actually set in like the 80s or something. It's set in the 80s version of 2030. Yeah, man, that's the best way to put it. And you are a part of a new blood sport where you roller skate through these Tony Hawk-esque levels and you shoot people. And the objective of each stage is to kill all the enemies. Now, the enemies come in waves, so it's not like, hey, here's 20 guys in this arena, kill them all, and then the, the, and then the, wave, the wave ends and the, the stage ends. That's not how it works. Uh, they do come in waves, kind of like a horde mode. Um, what I'm most surprised about, Matt, is how good the Tony Hawk part of this game is. Like I remember all the Tony Hawk clones that used to come out back in the day. Like oh, yeah. Konami had one, and then people would Activision make Activision like, had them. Yeah, then there'd be like inline skating yeah. ones, and they trying all sucked, a, and they couldn't hang with Tony Hawk. Trying to make a Kelly Slater. Game. This this game does hang with Tony Hawk. Um, the narrative part of the game is what you're seeing right now, meaning not much. So when you first That's start, very fast. Well, I've sped this up, so okay. you don't have to watch it in real time, but. So, like, the game starts, you're in this locker room, and you kind of rummage around. You get little tidbits of lore and stuff like that, and then you just go into the arena and you fight. And then you fight, like, three arena battles, and then you'll, they'll come back to, like, another scene. But the plot doesn't really... There isn't really a plot, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. You play as a girl named Kara Hassan. Really, the story is more of, like, an idea or a concept than, than something that's, like, actually born out in the game. Really, you're just playing one stage after another with very little context, other than rising up the ranks in hopes of making the championship match at the very end. Um, as far as the controls are concerned and the actual, like, inline skate well it's not inline skating it's roller skating but the tony hawk stuff it's actually pretty robust obviously you can shoot um you can grind you can spin you can flip you can do grabs uh, there's bullet time in this game you can slow down the time you can also wall skate um you end up getting just four weapons that you have to master throughout the game but honestly i think it works because already roller skating while trying to shoot people is complicated enough and throwing like Anything else into this game, I feel like would overcomplicate it. There are even times where I was like, wait a minute, what button do I press to do this again? Because like, you're trying to like navigate ramps and rails and do all this stuff while you're trying to shoot people, while you're being sniped. So those lines that you see, that shows you that the sniper is lining you up. And once it turns red, that's like, okay, warning. When it turns white, you should do a dodge move. And if you do a dodge move, you do like what's called a perfect dodge. Well, you can see it right there. I did it right on cue. That will give you, like, um, your ammo back. Because one of the things about this game is you're you're hardly given any ammo. It pl actually plays a little bit like Doom. So when you shoot enemies, they drop health, and you can pick up the health. But also, you have to do tricks to earn your ammo back. And when I first started playing it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do a big air, and I'll earn some ammo. What I discovered after playing it for a while is you just grind. If you just do a grind, your ammo builds up way more quickly. And what I ultimately, after I started, I had played it for a couple hours, like anytime I ran out of ammo, I would just do a very quick grind. Now, one mechanic as far as like the Tony Hawk stuff that doesn't work very well is the grinding. And it's not that it, the grinds don't work or like it ignores your input or anything like that. It's transitioning from one grind to another. Where Tony Hawk was built where you could do a crooked grind and then go into a smith grind and then go into a lip slide and the mechanics were there to do it, this game doesn't have it. So if the rail is bent at all, 
if you try to jump to switch to a different grind, you're going to jump off the rail and you're not going to be able to continue your combo. So combos in this don't work as well as the Tony Hawk games, but the trade-off of being able to play a shooter and shoot while you're doing all the Tony Hawk stuff, well worth it. Um, the actual skating controls are probably my biggest complaint. Um, you are on roller skates, and generally, if you've ever roller skated before, you know, at least if you're not very good at it, it's hard to be really precise with it. It's very hard to be precise with your movements in this, particularly like once you're rolling like on the flat. It's hard to change directions, even like side to side, and stopping and going the other direction is like almost impossible. So what I found is I re ended up relying on the dodge a lot in this as I got better at it to change my directions. Instead of trying to use the analog stick to go left or right, I would just dodge left or right. And it comes with the fringe benefit of you're dodging the snipers who are trying to snipe you at the same time. And you can get some perfect dodges, which will refill either your health or your ammo. So there is definitely a Doom-like mechanic to this where you're getting your ammo and your health recovery from, not from pickups, but from doing things in the actual game world. Um, uh, as the four weapons that you get, you get dual pistols, which you're seeing on this map. You eventually you get a shotgun, you get a rocket launcher, and then you get like a crossbow railgun thing where the bullets actually bounce off of the world. Um, as I said, the objective for each match is basically just to kill everyone, and the enemies do respawn, so there's like ways that you have to take down. If you die, you have to start the stage all the way over. So I complained a little bit about Saints Row, about how the checkpoints weren't very generous in that. In this, it's worse. Like, you can get all the way to the end of one of these stages, having killed 20, 30 waves of enemies, and you die, you have to start the whole thing hmm. over again. So, no, thank you. Yeah, that became a little bit annoying, particularly when you get later in the game, because the other thing, too, is this game is not easy. Um, even on the default setting that it comes on, like, I, as I got further into the game, I found myself having to replay stages over and over. Because, and you'll see as we get later into the B-roll here, like, right now you have one sniper who's trying to line you up. In the later stages, there's, like, eight of them. Yeah, well, now you've got two. And you're, and you're just rolling and, like, trying to do the evade constantly. And it started to get, like, a little annoying after a while. Um, because it just it just turned into this just one roll after another after another after another trying to find just a chance to like take a couple pot shots on enemies enemies are not bullet sponges that's nice in fact a lot of the enemies one or two good shots will drop them um, but it's more about like there's a platforming element to this like in some of the later stages they'll put the enemies up on like pedestals up high and part of the challenge is figuring out, okay, how do I skate up to the height so that I can then target them and shoot them? And it starts adding like an extra layer of difficulty. Um, as I said, the grinding is a little janky. It's hard to transition from one grind to the next without popping off the rail. But at the same time, you have to use the grinds to refill ammo, so it's definitely something that you need to use a lot. Auto-aim is very, very generous in this. Like, there is manual aiming, but you really don't need to use it, and you shouldn't be using it. The game is designed for the snap aim. Um, it's really, basically how it works is whatever enemy is closest to you is the one that you will auto-target. And once you start to figure that out, then the targeting starts to make a lot more sense, and you start shooting the enemies that you want to shoot instead of just whatever pops up when you squeeze the, uh, the aiming. Um... Skating feels mostly realistic, but it is loose. But like I said, roller skating is one of those things where you always feel like you're kind of in control, but you're not. Now, the other thing I would say too, Matt, is that like the snipers force you into things. Like you may want to grind and do a bunch of grinds, but as soon as that 
beam appears on you. You got to stop your grind. You got to dodge off of that rail and stop your grind. Otherwise, they're going to shoot you because if the snipers kill you, it's one shot kill. You're dead. So you cannot get shot by the snipers at all. Or as I said, you have to start the whole stage all over again. And you can see this is the first stage here. This is how long it's taken me to clear the first stage because they just keep sending enemies out to shoot. So after this, if you die, it can be very, very frustrating. Um, sometimes you fly out of the ring. Actually, you fly out of the ring all the time. There's no stopping it, really. Sometimes you just get headed, headed in a direction. There's no way to stop, no way to turn. But the game knows this, and so it very quickly will reset you back onto the stage. I'm sure you saw that in some of the B-roll a little bit earlier. Um, miraculously, somehow the camera manages to keep up with you. Despite all the insanity that's going on with shooting and grinding and... I mean, a lot of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater clones, that was where they failed. They, they, the developers could not build a camera that would follow the action the way that it should be followed. And as you can see, as you finish, you get grades, so you can go back and replay all this stuff. There's leaderboards where you can compare your scores against other people. Uh, so that is a little bit of a motivation to keep going back and playing. And as I said, there's bullet time. Um... And it works fine. You you pull, I believe it's the left trigger, and that just turns everything into slow motion. You only have so much time. That helps you target like the heads a little bit better, um, and you actually use some of the manual targeting a little bit more. Um, what else? There's just four stages in the game. Well, there's four environments. And then they give you a couple different permutations and combinations of those four different environments to stretch out the game. The game itself took me about... 10 hours to complete, I think when it was all told, somewhere around there. The game sells for, right now it's on sale on Steam for 20 bucks, it's 30 bucks if you buy it outright. But there is a discount on it right now. Um, right now it's only available for PC and PlayStation. So if you wanna buy it for PlayStation, you are gonna spend the full 30 bucks. Again, on Steam it's 20 bucks right now. Uh, the difficulty curve can be harsh, I'm not lying. Um, I died in the second stage, but it does force you to master the game. And like by the time I passed this second stage, I was pretty good at the game. It by default teaches you how to play it well. And that's to me, all something that all the best games do. They don't have to beat you over the head with tutorials. Although this does have an extensive tutorial that you can play through if you want. I did not, like I just played the game and the game taught me how to play it all on its own. And that's generally a sign of good design. And ultimately, there's just no other game like it. Have you ever seen a game like this, Matt? I mean, I've seen the elements in other games, but not all put, put together. together. Like that. Yeah. Um, is asking, do you feel like it's deep enough to provide a high skill ceiling for hardcore people? Absolutely, it is. Like I said, like even after ten hours, I felt like I still was not an expert at this game. I still felt like I was learning stuff. I, the, the controls were becoming more natural and more intuitive to me. Um, like I said at first, like I was doing tricks to try to refill my ammo, but over time I figured out just grind and you get your ammo back that way. Um, so you do kind of learn like the ropes, the ins and outs of playing the game while you play it. And yes, there's a lot of depth. You can get good at this and then go on the leaderboards and see how good you are. As you saw, that first level, I got a D rating. In all honesty, even towards the end of the game, I was lucky to get B ratings on most of these stages. So it, there is a high skill ceiling. You can definitely get better at this. I wish there was like a multiplayer where you could like go in an arena and play against other people and shoot each other on roller skates. 
Um, I think that could be really good. Maybe that's something for a sequel or maybe for some DLC for this game on, on down the line. But this game really just came out of nowhere and just shocked me in so many ways. Like the way, how it plays, the concept behind it all, the setting, um, the give and take of the ammo and the health and how you get your ammo and your health replenished. Like, you're right. You see a lot of elements in this game and other games, but there's never been another game that brought them all together into one experience like this one does. Obviously, there's a little bit of Jet Set Radio in this, and you can tag five or six other franchises probably where you could say, yeah, that reminds me of that, but there's no other game like Roller Drum. There just isn't. Um, I had a ton of fun with it. Um, again, 20 bucks on Steam right now, 30 bucks on PlayStation. I think it's worth 30 bucks. I played it for 10 hours. I really enjoyed my time the entire time. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend it. And for 20 bucks, it's a no-brainer. Like this is to me one of the best indie games of the year easily. And again, another fringe benefit of us having to work to get shows together is me playing games like this that in a normal year I probably wouldn't have played or I would have like relied on somebody to tell me that it's awesome or like three people to tell me that it's awesome before I would finally be convinced to actually give it a go. And things are so dry right now. Here we are. I played this game and I actually I loved it. Um, Sneaky asks, will you try Fortnite when they add rollerblades? I've tried Fortnite. I've been I've played Fortnite many times. Um, I like this more than Fortnite, but Fortnite doesn't really have a single player like this one does. And I will say this too, like if you if you like games for narrative and story, this is not the game for you. It's the story is kind of told in clever ways. It leaves a lot open for the player to interpret themselves. Um as far as like the little clues that they give you about the lore and about the lead character, um, stuff like that. Um, there are hints here and there about what's really going on. And as you play it more, it all starts to make, make more sense and add up. But it is not an overtly narrative driven game, to say the least. So what do you think of it, Matt? I like the look. It's got kind of that Mobius appearance to it. I'll, I'll jump to another one of the stages here in a second so you can see the third environment in the game because there's only four total mm -hmm. and this is the third one it's like a snow level but in this level that this is where they start to throw like four or five snipers at you at a time while there's dudes with the big gatlin guns firing at you it gets it ramps up real quick real fast and um there's you're not going to get through this game button mashing you have to memorize the control you have to learn how to use them very well and you have to master the skating mechanics which, which can be very difficult to master because they're just kind of awkward and weird, kind of like real roller skating. Um, but I had a blast with this game. I think it's great. I think no matter how many people have played it so far, more people need to play it. Um, Kevin Rafa, does this, the total score you earn matter in any way? It really doesn't. It's all about bragging rights on the leaderboards. But you go on the leaderboards and you see some of the scores that these people put up and it makes you go, hmm, like what did they do and how did they do that? And it will make you go back and replay the stage to try to figure out how they even got close to some of those scores. So um, really the drive to keep playing the game other than finishing all the stages that are there in the single player are the leaderboards and trying to figure out how people scored uh, the amount of points that they did score. But otherwise, it's it doesn't really matter. Um, Vincent asked, do you have to memorize the enemy layouts to do well? No, you could, you can't. There's no way because they're constantly respawning and they're adding new enemies to the battlefield. So you wipe them all out and you'd be like, oh, I think I'm finished. Nope. Then there's like five more dudes who basically just appear and you have to take them on. So yeah, there's no memorizing. I mean, you could, if you have a photographic memory, but that's not, 
I think what you're asking is, is that what kind of game this is? No, it absolutely is not. It is free form, free flow. Oh, hey, there's an enemy over there. I can't really turn all that tight, but I'm going to try to... Oh, I did get over there. Now I'm going to try to... Sh it's like one of those type of games. It's more like adjusting on the fly to the dangers that the game presents, I guess is a better way to describe it to and answer your question at the same time. Um, Zabumafu with the Crack Bros asks, how did Matt not mention Sable? He did mention Sable. Didn't you mention it like as soon as we started discussing this? No, I mentioned Mobius, which Sable also looks like. Oh. You said you mentioned Sable on another topic earlier, I think. I don't think so. I thought you did. I'm sure I've mentioned Sable when this is running a trailer or yeah. something at some point. Yeah. It does, I mean, yeah, they're both drawing from the Mobius tradition. Yeah. And Sneaky says this will be a fun game to watch people dominate. Yeah. Watching pro-level players play this, it looks a lot different than what you're watching right now watching me play it. I guarantee you that. I can just tell by the scores that they're putting up that there are people out there that just make this game look way different than it does when I play it, guaranteed. But you can see how it starts to get ratcheted up. Now you have guys with rocket launchers, while there's snipers, while there's dude up here with a Gatling gun, it starts to get really intense. Um, and so I would say memorizing the course is way more important than memorizing enemy placement. Figuring out where the ramps are, that you can easily transition from like one area to another without falling off the map, that's the type of stuff that you end up memorizing in this game, not the enemy placement per se. So there you go. That's Roller Drome, only available for PC and PlayStation right now. My guess is eventually it'll be available for everything. But right now it's just PC for 20 bucks or PlayStation for 30 bucks, and I highly recommend it. Any questions, Matt, before we move on? Not really. Okay. Pretty self-explanatory. Think you're gonna play it? I might. Yeah? You should. We'll see. I, think, I think you'll like it. You're a big Jet Set Radio fan, right? You like that yeah, game? Yeah, but a lot of like the constant sniper threat thing just looks annoying to me it does you're dodging a lot um there were definitely times where i'm like okay i'm starting to get the hang of like the tricks and stuff and then in the middle of that the beam gets trained on you. you're like oh gotta bail out and dodge so there's a little bit of that element to it for sure uh but again i highly recommend it you will never i will i will say this no one has played a game like it i have never played a game like it and that's hard to say for me at my age with all the games that i've played at this point so there you go. That's it. That's Roller Drome. Our last topic for today is something I'm going to talk about very briefly because I think last week I started talking about um, a game and someone got pissed off in the chat. Well, we're about to talk about Madden NFL 23, and I, I'm guessing that there might be some other people um, who get upset if I talk too long about this one. So I'm going to try to keep it brief. <laughs> yeah, one of them is in the room with you. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'll say this. I prepared my notes very well so i could get through all of this very quickly without annoying you guys too much so some of you guys care like the there aren't many reviews for madden still for whatever reason most of the major sites have still not reviewed the new madden i don't know why like ign and GameSpot got, got it fairly late but also i think a lot of them know that like if you want to talk about a review proof game like most people that buy madden don't even know game reviews or exist no you're right you know? yeah it's a little bit like call of duty for sure there's a big casual element for madden um but there's not a lot of reviews from the major sites ign and GameSpot have their reviews up and we have this curated but a lot of the other big guys have not published them yet so and i know that a lot of you care because i checked the data on the one review we had of madden which was ign's so we had it only one review for several days and it did very well so you guys were all watching it like trying to check it out so i know that some of you guys care even if you won't admit it in chat around <laughs> other people who may not care i have the data that proves it so anyway let's talk about madden nfl 23 
Um, first of all, what's really important to remember is there are two different versions. The next-gen version of this game is completely different from all the other versions. It's not just about the visual upgrades either. The brand new feature for this year's Madden, Field Sense, is only in the next-gen versions. Now, this isn't unheard of. This kind of stuff has been happening, I believe, with the NBA 2K franchise as well. Mm -hmm. um, certain features and modes are only available in next-gen, and that's the case with the new Madden, and I think that sucks. Um, but it is available for PS4 and Xbox One. I mean, they said they couldn't, it wouldn't work on the other systems. Matt, the PC version does not have field sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think the PC version is a priority on these games, <laughs> I, guess, I guess not. Um, the first thing I would say, and you're seeing it right now, this game is slathered in Madden sauce. It is a tribute, an homage, a recognition of everything that John Madden contributed to this franchise throughout the years. Um, the game starts, as you're seeing right now, with like a Madden game where two different versions of Madden coaches against each other. You have the younger Madden, and then you have the old Madden. And then all the players that are in the game are the players that he always talked about. So, of course, one of the quarterbacks is Brett Favre, like because mm. it was like his hero. So he's one of the quarterbacks in the game. The entire experience is an homage to Madden, and it, sh mm. it should be. If you don't remember, he died at the age of 85 last December, like right after Christmas he passed away. That was yeah. like a little holiday gift to everybody, Madden passing away. Um, but they do right by him. Um, mm. They also mention... special mode where you, you take the ball and you move it down the field and get into the end zone and that's how you win the game. And boom. boom. <laughs> if they wouldn't have lost the game, they'd have won the game. <laughs> boom. <laughs> But there's like they talk mm. about how when they first came to him to make the game, he it was like seven on seven, and he said, "Don't come back to me until it's eleven on 11. Yeah. and that basically laid down the foundation for Madden that it was going to be a simulation, and it was always going to be. He was as, right. I, he was right. He, that was what was going to make football hit, and it, so. It is an homage to him, and rightfully so. Without him, we wouldn't have had all these years of great football video games. I'm all about it. I wasn't the world's biggest Madden fan, but I had a lot of respect for him, and he did make watching games entertaining. So rest in peace, John Madden. Um, as far as the modes that are in the game, there's Ultimate Team, Face of the Franchise, Franchise, and then Online Play. Um, I'm going to go through these in order and talk about them very briefly. Face of the Franchise is the story-driven mode in this. It's always been abysmal. This year, they, they've kind of figured it out, Matt, and they kind of got rid of all the cinematics and the story stuff. And they're just like, you know what? Let's just have these people just play football. Um, and I think that's the right move. You can play the mode from, as a QB, a wide receiver, a halfback, a linebacker, or a cornerback. And the goal here is different. It's not you're a college player trying to make it into the pros. You're already in the pros, and your rookie contract has expired, and you're looking for a new team. You're trying to catch on with a new team. And your overall goal is to reach the 99 club, where your player's rating is 99. Um, you can choose the city that you want to start for. So I was able to just choose the Steelers to be a part of the Steelers, which is good if you're someone like me who has an affinity for a specific team. You can make sure that your player ends up on it. Um, but like when you start out, you're a scrub. So like you don't interact. Like I'm a Steeler fan. Like I don't interact with, with coach Tomlin, like at all at the beginning of the game, you're talking to like all these scrub coaches. And as you get better, you move up until you're finally talking to the offensive coordinator. And then finally you're interacting with coach Tomlin. I like that part of it. Um, the dialogue options are, are 
cut down from prior years. You still do make decisions, but like the first one you make is like, do I want to be a team player or do I want to be a star? Um, but a lot of the like last years, there was like you're making a decision like every five minutes. Like you make a couple big decisions in this, and then for the most part, it just goes away. Um, and basically, how the mode plays out, like it used to be, like I said, a lot of cinematics. To get rid of that, what they ended up doing was giving you a calendar where you choose a series of events or activities for the week, and then those event those events like temporarily boost your stats for the game that you play that week. So you can do like a specific training regimen. You can go out and like work at a soup kitchen and you don't actually do these things it's just something you select from a menu and then that will boost your confidence for the week or that will boost your throwing angle for the week or whatever for the actual game that you're playing that week um so those stats are temporary but you also as you play you earn experience points and then you take those points and you can actually permanently increase your your player stats and numbers so you can get to that 99 rating here are the cinematics. So bad. Like, this woman has one hair that just goes bonkers. It may be hard to see at 1080p, but if you're playing the game in 4K, she has one hair that just shoots all over the place. All on its own. Like, I I don't know who they get to do this stuff, Matt. It is so bad. But I will say this. Walking into the Steelers locker room... And seeing my jersey with my name on it hanging there did give me a little bit of a pang of satisfaction. (laughs) I'm like, this is the first time I ever saw my name on a Steelers jersey in a Steelers locker room. So that made me feel good for a minute or two. But generally, like, this mode isn't funny. It's so bad it's, like, funny. But it's still the best mode to play. Because it gives you context it gives you a goal as far as building your character, and you're still playing games using mm. all the new features of Madden. So this still ends up being the mode that I play the most in Madden, and that has turned out to be the case in Madden NFL 23 as well. Um, let's see. Franchise mode is basically the same. The big difference this year for franchise is that players now have motivations that will help convince them to join specific teams. Um, like the team is good or the team's coach is awesome or the team's location, like it's in Florida, so you don't have to pay like state income tax. Stuff like that will actually affect whether a player is willing to be traded to your franchise. So that adds an extra layer to the scouting. But otherwise, it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's like um, there's still like weird stuff that happens. Like I started a franchise and in the first like two weeks, there were like 10 bona fide superstars that were on the waiver wire and i'm like what is going on why would teams ever release like aaron Rodgers? like the packers are never going to release aaron Rodgers. he will stop playing for the packers when he retires or demands a trade like just all this weird stuff started happening in my franchise so i went back to this mode that you're seeing right now um ultimate team i honestly struggled to find any changes to ultimate team um now i i'm playing it and i'm only I don't know, two hours into Ultimate Team at this point. Don't don't mess with the gravy train. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They did incorporate this new thing called field passes that kind of act like a battle pass. But unlocking things is unbearably slow. Like, I think I've unlocked one thing in the whole time I've been playing Madden 23. One thing. (laughs) But they make it very obvious and, and very easy to just pay. And the reason they've incorporated the field passes is to, is to try to make Ultimate Team not pay to win. It's still pay to win. If it's going to take 
five hours to unlock one little thing on your pass, that's not going to keep people from paying real money for it. It's just not. Mm-hmm. So, but look, as you said, Matt, it's their gravy train. And there's no way they're going to make drastic changes to it because that's where all the money comes from. Not just for this franchise, but for FIFA as well. So, yeah, Ultimate Team is still pay to win. You can, if you have the money and you can keep paying for cards, you're going to get better players and you're going to have a loaded team that other people won't have because you can then take your Ultimate Team and play them against other people's Ultimate Teams in leagues and other stuff like that. And in all honesty, if you look at a lot of the esports for Madden, it's set in Ultimate Team. If you watch Madden Esports, it's not like one guy chooses the Steelers and the other guy chooses the Eagles. They may have the Steelers uniforms, but the players are from all different teams. Um, And so that has become the de facto Esports stuff, and that's why they keep pushing it. But it still has never hooked me, and it didn't hook me this time either. It's just like building a deck. It is. I mean, that's all it is. It's like an RPG. It's like I always say, like, fantasy football is like the world's best RPG. And gamers are like, what are you talking about? It is! All fantasy football is is an RPG. That's all Ultimate Team yeah. is. It's an I, RPG. I think, I think the quibble there is the word best. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, fantasy football, I do think it's like a real world RPG. Oh, it is. Yeah. I can't think of anything that's the equivalent. Instead uh, of rolling dice, you're relying on pro athletes to perform. To actually perform. That's basically. Yeah. That's why I think it's the best RPG because well, you're watching would, it. That's why I call it the worst. Oh. Because <laughs> that's funny. I don't fuck those guys. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to roll a die. Like, at least that was my fault. Yeah. I hear you. Like, it's... <laughs> like, I get it. Like, I see the appeal. I wish I cared. Yeah. Because I can definitely understand why you get so into it. I just don't... I don't have that gene. Yeah. I hear you. Um, the Yard, which is the six-on-six six mode, it returned, and it literally has no changes. It's just like, hey, here's this arcade thing. Kind of like what they tried to pitch to John Madden in the beginning, and he told him to keep it out of his effing game. Yeah, but, but he's dead now. <laughs> yeah, well, he had very little... Well, <laughs> yeah. honestly, he had very little input on the last, like, yeah, I mean, seven years of Madden. Man like, had better things to do with He had time. even, like, been removed as, like, the, the broadcast guy for the last several years. Like, he hasn't really been a part of it for a while, so they kind of flew off the reservation a while ago. Same deal with Superstar KO. Mode returns unchanged. Um... My, my argument, Matt, is that the game, it Madden just needs a master mode where it takes all of these little things and these little modes that they're doing separately and these other modes and just puts it into one. Like, just give me, like, a career mode where you're, you, there's cinematics and you start out, you're a fifth-year player looking for a new team. Like, there's no reason why you can't do that. And then incorporate all the scouting and the trades and all that stuff from franchise into that mode and all the other stuff that Madden does, it needs to all be aggregated into one interesting mode, one option. I don't know if they'll ever do it because what happens is sometimes it's a a self-defeating cycle with this game. If, If like, for instance, not enough people played the yard last year. So what happens to it? They don't change it which means less people are going to play it this year until it just goes away. Again, it's a self-defeating cycle. I have no idea what kind of strategy they're using at Tiburon to try to look at the long-term goals of the Madden franchise, but what they're doing right now, it's not working. They need to scrap it and start over and and have a different approach to it all. (coughs) Um, Now, as I said, the big addition to this year's game is Field Sense. It is supposed to change everything, how tackles work, how the physics work, how jukes work, there are like six different things that Field Sense actually encapsulates. It's not just the tackling animations or the physics. Um, let's see. 
Would you really dance like that in a preseason game? No. But <laughs> they give you the option to do it. You cannot do it. I I chose to do that dance. Mm. So after you, that's the other thing too. It used to be only after you scored touchdowns you could do a dance. Now a first down you can choose to do a dance it's really it's reflective of the real nfl now though because they get a first down they're doing like these goofy dance i hate it as an nfl purist i hate it um back to field sense there's a bunch of stuff that all ties into field sense and i'll be honest with you i've really found it hard to notice any of it it's really shocking considering all the work that ea claims that is done on it um hit everything is one of the features under field sense it it's comprised of six key components that offer emergent gameplay interactions combined with over 3500 new animations to give you control over every impact tackle and collision for more authentic outcomes i think that is crap i have now i'll say this matt one thing about madden you really have to pile on the hours before you end up seeing some of the stuff so i'm going to talk about this stuff with caveats because i've probably played it I don't know, 15 hours total, I'm guessing, something like that. And on some of this stuff that EA is changing to this game, like, you may not see it until you played it for, like, 30 hours or 40 hours. Like, that one animation or that one mechanic may suddenly pop up. I'll be honest with you, like, a lot of the stuff that they're supposed to say field sense or they say field sense fixed, I don't think it's fixed. Like, running into the pile in this game has always been a problem. Like, you just, you have a running play, the hole's not there, there's like eight dudes all piled up, you hit them, you just stop, and you just wait for them to slowly tap. That still happens in this mm. game. All the time. Where it's just this awkward thing where you're butting up against the back of your offensive lineman, and you're waiting for a defender to come around the pile of people and make a tackle. It still happens in this game all the time. So I have no idea where the field sense is coming in with the tackling. Like, there's one called Hit the Pile where like there's a pile of people and you're supposed to be able to run into the pile and push the pile forward. I've not been able to get that to work at all. Uh, there's another uh, stand-up tackles. You're supposed to be able to like stand up somebody when you're trying to tackle them. And then that initiates like a, a context sensitive QTE where you mash a butt. I've never had that come up, never. Playing online against all these people. No one's ever done it. I've never managed to do it. I've never seen it. Um. Hitting blocks to blow them up. I've not been able to do that either. I run into a block. I just stop dead as a doornail. It never works. I don't get it. I don't understand why they made such a big, big deal out of this stuff that you never notice. Midair knockouts. That is the one thing I have seen. So when players go to dive over the goal line to score a touchdown, you can now clock them. And that <laughs> is something that has been like a noticeable change. Um, now, granted, once they've already crossed the plane of the goal line, it's still a touchdown. But it is pretty gratifying to get that lick in there. But it's something that hardly ever works. And so the one thing about field sense that I have seen, you don't get to use it hardly at all. Hmm. Um, there's add-on blocks. It's, again, supposed to avoid piling into blockers. But, again, I had terrible time trying to see it happen. Um, there's field sense 360 cuts where you hold left trigger or L2 while running with the ball. It helps you change directions and execute a 360. Again, I was able to get that to work. The, the one thing that I did play in this game that I saw a noticeable change is the passing. There are three different ways that you can pass in this game. There's the classic that we've all been using for a while. And then there's the ability to choose whether you're going to throw like over their shoulder or put it over top of a defender or throw it short. 
And while you're doing that, there's a little target that pops up underneath the receiver. And you use the analog stick to kind of choose in that shadow target where you want to throw the ball. It's really hard to do in the context of a real game, but it is there and it does work. But playing somebody online where it's a human rushing you all the time, I hardly ever had time to be able to go through that stuff. The, the, also, the power mechanic now, Matt, uses like a kicking or a golf meter where you have like an arced meter and it goes up and then bounces back and you have to like land it in its sweet spot. Again, way too complicated in the heat of battle to pull that stuff off. At least it has been for me. I'm sure there's Madden pros who have mastered it and maybe they're doing it in the esports competitions. For me, I found it really hard and therefore another change to the game that ended up being kind of frivolous and not really worth anything. Um, FieldSense also has a new feature called Wide Receiver DB Battles. Um, now this, I did notice, if you're a wide receiver, you can chain together special moves to get out of press coverage, which basically is when the defender comes up to the line of scrimmage and hits you as soon as the ball is snapped. The best receivers in the NFL have moves that where they can get off of that press coverage and get open. Madden, I used to run press coverage every play because it was really hard for the AI receivers to get off the press coverage. And I think a lot of people were doing that, and now they've instituted this new feature inside FieldSense to kind of get rid of that money play, so to speak, that you could run on defense. So that is one of the FieldSense things that actually makes a difference and has real applications inside the game. Um, graphics, you're seeing it. I didn't think it looked much better than the last-gen versions, and I watched a comparison video, and it looks a lot better on next-gen than mm. it does on the old consoles. So there is a noticeable step up visually for the next-gen versions. And again, don't forget, if you want any of the FieldSense stuff, you have to buy the PS5 or Xbox Series versions. Um, but the presentation, you've seen, you've seen in this bureau, there's so many cutaways to like this stuff on the sidelines. Like You need to go into the menus and like turn all that stuff off, or it will start to drive you bonkers. At least it started to drive me bonkers. I just wanted to get into the game. And to finish it all off, Finally, Matt, a sports video game, or any video game for that matter, finally says Satterfield. Hmm. This is the first game I've ever played where I typed my last name into the game and it said my last game. It freaked my wife out. <laughs> because while you're playing, I'm the quarterback. So every player, like, Satterfield throws it. And she kept looking at the TV. She's like, because we don't hear our name, like, ever. Yeah. It's a very uncommon last name. And so it was like flipping her out. She's like, where's that cut? Like, it's from Madden. They finally have our name in the game. So props to Madden for that. But Is it, is it a preset name or is it like sounding it out? No, it did. feels like they just said it. Mm. Like they just recorded Satterfield. And I don't even know if there is a Satterfield in the entire NFL, honestly. I don't know why they finally did it. But it works. And I was very happy about it. Overall, I guess what I would say about this year's Madden, it feels like it's a lot of words and work for what translates into really minimal changes on the field during play. It's another press release driven release of the Madden franchise where you read about it, you're like, oh wow, all this stuff that I haven't liked about Madden for a while is getting fixed. And then you play it and you realize that, hey, maybe the pros feel like that stuff's fixed, but layman me playing Madden, who plays it every year, really struggles to see the difference. I had a lot of problems trying to figure out any of the new features or use the features in a way that made me a better player of the game. And I'm sure, again, that there's pros out there who have probably already mastered this crap and they would just whoop me with it. But 
again, I play Madden every year, and I've really struggled to see where any of the field sense made much of a difference to the game at all. The passing mechanics make a much bigger difference to me than any of the field sense stuff that uh, EA has been marketing and talking about during the development of Madden 23. Uh, there's a player from um, Brian Satterfield. Oh, there is. Who I think is it was in... He's 52 now, but he it looks like he's probably in this game. Maybe that's why. Maybe there's a coach named Satterfield somewhere. I don't know. The coach's name Satterfield, all I can find is um, college. But he was he played for the Packers in, in the mid-90s. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's the only that's the only. He may be a part of the legacy stuff. You're right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Ultimate team, things like that, where they needed to the word. But finally, they said yeah. Satterfield in a video game. And it, it felt was a Scott Satterfield, but he's, the, he's a, a coach for the Louisville Cardinals, which mm. is a college team okay so yeah, anyway I think, I think the uh the the nostalgia trip got you your name that seems maybe to be what happened yep so should you buy madden hmm i would say no i really i mean if i had paid for this ea sent me a review code for the game if i had paid for this i'd probably regret it um and again if you want the all the new features that are in madden you need to buy the next gen versions as well um, you can't buy the old versions. So if you want to get all the cool new stuff that you probably won't notice anyway, you need to have one of the newer consoles. So some people may consider that an extra expense or whatever. Um, but I would say no, I would not buy Madden at full price. I know a lot of you are just going to ignore me because you're huge football fans and you just buy Madden every year, like Matt was saying earlier. Um, and it's not bad. I guess I could say that. And I didn't find as much broken stuff in it either as I did last year. Last year, I talked about Madden on Game Face and then continued playing it, and then I regretted some of the things that I said on Game Face because, like, 10 hours later, I started uncovering bugs. As I got deeper into the franchise mode, when the data really starts compiling, I started running into bugs in the databases and stuff like that. And that's why I said, when I started discussing this game today, that this is the amount of time that I've played it, and I totally realized that a lot of stuff in Madden you don't see or realize until you have played it for 50, 80 100 hours so i'm just telling you i've played it like 15 ish and this is the stuff that i've come across and these are the issues that i found and the stuff that i like so uh, hopefully you can kind of take that and uh, apply it to yourself and figure out whether it's worth buying or not but if you're a player like me if i had bought this at full price i would regret it a little bit just being honest i think that's it for madden you have, i'm guessing you have no questions about madden i'm guessing the chat has no questions about madden either um some people talking about my name. Vincent says, maybe they recorded the coach's name for the college game that's coming next year and decided to reuse it, because why not? Possible. That's a bit of a stretch, but... They have my name. I'm just glad that's it's there. Just because Kyle? I, I just use K-Y-L-E. Oh. Uh, and they the, use the first name as the last name. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually they just have everything. Yeah. So I usually just pick that and... Then it know, works. They spell my name right on my on the jersey. That's usually from MLB The Show. Yeah. Yeah, so there usually is my name. Because yeah. techni technically, uh, you know, audibly, I have two first names. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, it was a long time, Matt, before Shane was in mm. sports video games. Mm -hmm. Like, years and years. Like, I remember playing, like, NFL Quarterback Club 2000 or whatever mm -hmm. for N64. And, like, they didn't have Shane in there. Well, I remember when I was a younger, a much younger kid. But they didn't, they never, when you'd go, like, the the museum gift shops or the souvenir places like they never had matthew yeah 
They never have Shane. When I was named, now. when I was named this, this was not a popular name, and yeah. then all of a sudden, everybody my age had that name. Which is weird because it's biblical. You know, yeah. usually those names are very popular. So they, uh, Matthew, my my mom chose it specifically because it was not a common name at the time. Yeah. And now, and by the time I think my for the the year I was born, it was like number three for boys or something. Yeah. Number one was Michael for most of my life. Really? Most of my life. Michael and Emily were the two top top names. Or Jennifer, I think. Yeah. I, I knew so many Michaels growing up. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, if you go to, like, tchotchke shops, like, if you go to Venice yeah. Beach, like, you'll hardly ever find stuff with Shane on it still. Hmm. Like, still, it's one of the least popular names. And usually they'll buy, like, two or three of them, and they sell out, like, immediately, even if they do carry them. Yeah. yeah. Come along, Bort. Yep. So, anyway, there you go. This Madden NFL 23. Um, and it's time for, for all your favorite, all right, for the first timers on the stream, name that game is very simple. I show you five images from a video game. You try to guess the game. That's all there is to it. You're trying to beat Matt Kyle. You guys win all ties. If he guesses it and I look over and it pops up in the chat. You guys get the tie. You guys get the win. If you beat Matt and you're the first one to guess the name of the game, you win a free video game, which is pretty awesome. A um, couple things. Don't just spam game titles into the chat. You can only chat. We put it on slow mode. Vincent does that for us, which means you can only send a message once a minute. Um, so make sure your guesses count. Just don't go all willy-nilly trying to just put in like different game names hoping you get lucky that won't work also if you have one name that game at any point in 2022 do not play do not guess do not just take your hands away from the keyboard watch do not participate because we want everyone to have equal footing here um and i think this is going to be a good one i'm getting better at this i think it's taken me a while but i feel like i'm finally getting better at it um but yeah, we got five images for you. Try to guess the name of the game. Don't spam the chat with game titles because you'll lose. And I think that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And with that, we are ready for the first image of Name That Game. Here we go. That's huh. like Crisis. Not Crisis. But you're right. That's a good guess. Not Far Cry 2. Eveloni 5 says Marlo Briggs. I don't even know what that is, but that's not it. That's like a Uncharted clone. Um, Crisis, no. Far Cry 3, no. Ghost Recon Wildlands, no. Dying Light, no. Crisis, no. Mafia 3, no. Kingdom Hearts 3.2 Alpha Moon X Hentai Master Remix Edition R4, no. And Sneaky, don't guess. Turok, no. Far Cry 6, no. Ark Survival Evolved, no. That's a good guess, though. Far Cry Primal, no. Crisis, no. Cody, some, three people have already guessed Crisis, and so did Matt, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's four. Crisis, no. Okay, I think we're going to go on to the second image. Are you guys ready? Here it is. No guesses. Ocarina of Time, no. <laughs> Forza Horizon 4, no. Kind of looks like Uncharted, I guess. Not Uncharted. Final Fantasy 15, no. Assassin's Creed, no. Call the Police, no. 
<laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, no. Tsushima, no. And not Ghost of Tsushima either. Red Dead 2, no. Dead Island, no. Skyrim, no. Black Flag, no. Metal Gear Solid 5, no. Hunt Showdown? Not Hunt Showdown. That's a good guess, though. Dishonored, no. That's a pretty good guess, too. Shadow of Mordor, no. Enslaved, no. Okay, I think we're going on to image three. And here it is. Uh, is this one last, might give it away. Last of Us? Last of Us, no. <laughs> Star Fox 64. <laughs> Definitely not. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, no. Mm. Not a bad guess, though. Playland just got it. Rise. Mm. Rise, Son of Rome. There it is. Mm. Yep. Third image. That's pretty good, but I figured this might give it away because it shows the architecture and the dude's head, which is Romanish. Sort of. I mean, it could be any. any <laughs> it could be random, anything, but random white guy. But if you already figured out, like, hey, that looks like Rome, and you look at that mm. guy, that would solidify it for you. Yeah. I don't know but, if it would. Like, I mean, I played that game. And I don't remember much of it. Yeah. But that's what it is. It is Rise, Son of Rome, Playland, MX. Congratulations. Here is your round of applause. And as always... Yeah, I was right that it was when I said Crisis, though, in the sense that it was a Crytek game. Yeah. So, yeah, you picked up on I their engine. I recognize their, their plants. You did. Their tech, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, for, I forget about that game all the time. Yep. Playland MX, send us a DM on Twitch. You can send me one on Twitter at Dinfire. You can send one to Sifted on Twitter at Sifted Games. You can send me one on Sifted at Shane. Just get at me and we'll get you out the code. As usual, we'll show you guys the last two images. There's image four. Mm -hmm. That one probably would have given it away if the last one didn't. I mean, you can definitely tell it's Rome at this point, but I thought some people may think Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And then here's the last one. Assassin's Creed Odyssey never looked that good. Yeah. And here's the last one. Obviously, at that point, you can see the the soldier on the left with the tassel. And I felt... And then you can see Rome, obviously. And I was like, that'll give it up for sure. But we get to the third image. I'm okay with that. I'm a centurion. That's cool by on me. the head. <laughs> so once again, congratulations, Playland MX. Great job, my brother. If we can make it to three images every time, I'm cool with it. I'm good with that. Uh, okay, let's get to some Q&A. We're kind of out of time. We'll answer two questions. Sorry we can't answer more, but that's on me. I should have got through the show a little bit more quickly, and that's my fault as the host. Um, Derek D1111, is Saints Row one of the best or worst cautionary tales against pre-ordering? <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, who pre-orders anymore? Does anyone pre-order anymore, Matt? I mean, I pre-order on the digital store like the day before if there's a bonus I want. Yeah. But I don't like go into a store months ahead of time and put a pre-order down for five dollars with, you know, with Game GameStop or whatever. Yeah. Not like we used to. Yeah. There's really no reason to pre-order anymore because they don't run out of the yeah, game. They don't anymore. run out. Like that's that's the thing. It's like even if even if they that even like GameStop did like you just get it from Amazon or yeah anywhere best buy I, I can't remember the last time i tried to buy a game and i couldn't get the game like yeah. well, even at worst case you just buy digital there's yeah. like it's like i used to pre-order when i was afraid that i wouldn't be able to play the game on day one that mm -hmm. was why i pre-ordered and yeah. that's just gone now so i'd never pre-order 
Um, let's see. Commander Fett, do you think if Saints Row was a new game not connected to an existing IP, it would have been reviewed better? No. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, not by us. Come on. Yeah. We don't get... I think it would have been reviewed worse because it wouldn't have those 9 out of 10s from people that like just like Saints Row. Yeah. I mean, come on. We don't get bamboozled here on Game Face, man. We call them like we see them, and we don't... We don't get fooled by stupid crap like that. We literally review the games for what they're worth. It doesn't matter what IP it's connected to or whatever. So, no, I, at least for us, I don't know. Maybe YouTubers and influencers. No, I think overall it would have been lower if it hadn't been Saints Row because yeah. there's some fondness for Saints Row. Maybe, yep. Um, Ashes and Narrowglass, have either of you subscribed to Sakurai's YouTube channel? No. No. Uh, Cinetype with lots of 2022 games being delayed to 2023 and lots of Gamescom games announced in 2023. Sure seems like 2023 will be dense. We see lots of delays in 2023 to try and space things out. Yes, I think we will. Probably. I mean, we mentioned it while we were going through a lot of the games. Nobody wants stuff. to announce to their shareholders right now that they're going to drop out of the fiscal year, but some some of them inevitably will. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Um, Sneaky, no question. Just saying hello. Thank you and Matt for all your hard work. Thank you, Sneaky, man. We appreciate that. It really does matter. Like... When you work hard on something, even if you're not being rewarded financially for it, like the encouragement matters. So thank you very much. Like when people say stuff like that to myself and Matt, like it, it means something. Thank you. Uh, JM Rain, thank you for dropping the tier one subs. That's awesome, man. Thank you. You're always generous with people in our chat. We really appreciate it, man. Is that game manual in our chat? Isn't he in it's Rob Germany right now for Gamescom? Yeah, but he's probably idols in here. Yeah, you can leave your, your... Oh, he just stays in the room. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I was like, man, he should be busting his butt right now on Gamescom and IGN, on IGN stuff. Um, Kevin Rafa, the last one. Will you do a halfway score of your fantasy? I don't know what that means. Fantasy draft? What does that mean, though? Like halfway, half a year, halfway through the year? Oh. Oh, for us. Like a check-in for Matt and I's Fantasy League. That's probably worth doing. We probably should have done that weeks ago and there was yeah. nothing to talk about. I mean, it's almost done. It's over, man. Like, Matt's won. Like, the I, only thing left is Silk Song. Yeah. I think. It's over. I, I lost already. Um, there's really nothing to check in on. I mean, God we, of War and Silk Song are, I think, the last two games. I mean, we do check in on it. Yeah, it's it's been over. For when, every time we talk about all the games that have been delayed, we're checking in on it by saying half of my team disappeared. And let's be honest, half of everyone's teams disappeared. Even Matt, like you've lost what three or four? Two. Oh, only two. Okay. Yeah, I still have a full lineup if you put my alternates in. Yeah. Did you pick Saints Row? Yeah, I did. Uh, what what is this Metacritic right now? Like Sixty-seven or is something. It? That's better than I thought. Actually, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought it might be. Last worse I than looked, that. which was like a day and a half ago, it might yeah. be lower now. I don't know. Yeah, or it could go up. Who knows? It's hard to tell with bad games which way they're going to go after the initial like launch period. Usually, it does go down though. Yeah, as people discover more bugs, and as they see other people agreeing that it's not great. Mm -hmm. A lot of like young editors will sit and wait to see how things shake out before they have the guts to put their mm -hmm. put a score on beside their name so some of that happens but yeah um all right that's it for game phase 313 thanks to everybody on our chat congratulations to playland mx for winning name that game also a special congratulations to him because he used to help us with some content here on sifted he was helping produce uh the big six when it was a daily show if you remember that from 2018 or whatever it was um, he's been a great partner to us on Sifted, and so it feels good to be able to give him a free game. He definitely deserves it, and then some. Uh, so anyway, thanks, everyone, for watching Game Face 313. We will be back here next Tuesday, so six days. Not We won't be back on Wednesday. 
We'll be back next Tuesday right here at twitch.tv slash siftedgames at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you want to support us, head to patreon.com slash sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E. You can give us a dollar a month, a bajillion dollars a month, whatever you want. We're cool with whatever. Even a dollar makes a big difference for us, and we appreciate it. If you got no money, totally get it. I have been there. You can help us for free if you're an Amazon Prime member. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can find the instructions for doing that down in the description. Um, and if you don't have any money and you don't have Amazon Prime, just like our content or share our content or comment on it. It can make a big difference with all these algorithms that we're trying to fight against uh, to help sift it out here. So we'd really appreciate it. Much love to all you guys. Everybody have a great week. Game Face is up and out.